Hey, y'all. Welcome to Friday, the what? 15th of July. That's right. 2022. What a show heading into the weekend, my friends. Of course, uh, I'm fasting, which I love to do on Fridays. Helps clear my mind and my body and allows for that flow of the life force, the vital force. So it's good discipline. And of course, today, second hour, Marjorie Wildcraft to talk about food. <laughs> Don't you love it when that happens? Grow your own food. Check it out, rsbfood.com. But first and foremost, our good buddy, our good pal, my friend, Dr. Ravi Kulasekara is back. It's been a while. I've been wanting to talk to him. And then even, the, even more now with the Sri Lanka debacle that's occurring. We'll get some uh, information from... I know he has family and friends over there. What's the reality versus what the news is portraying? Are there risks here in the United States for what's happening in Sri Lanka? We'll talk about that and questions of the day about lupus, uh, dental issues, uh, people on Zoloft. What can they do for depression? So there's a lot of practical, pragmatic health tips, too. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. See in the chat room there at the Robert Scott Bell Show website, RobertScottBell.com. Thanks for being here. Let's get this healing party started now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Good news on the Robert Scott Bell Show today as we open up our Friday into the weekend uh, version of the show. And that is a story we covered some months ago. I've repeated it many times uh, about a Kaiser survey uh, that queried parents in that Kaiser network or however they went out to the world and asked the question of parents when, if, and or when. The FDA approves the COVID jab for six months to five years of age. Would you, mom and dad, be willing to go get that for your kid? And the stunning, the shocking results that showed, for those of you that think we're losing, we're losing. No, we're not. We're winning. The information flow, despite all the censorship, deplatforming, et cetera, it's getting through, was that just a hair over 80% of the adults that responded to that survey said no not really interested from obstinately no to yeah, there's some, you know, maybe some wiggle room with some, but for the most part, it was like not really interested. And the question is, would it play out in real world scenarios when, and if inevitably the FDA, the fear and death administration said, yes, thumbs up two thumbs up, get this jab for six months old, low demand for young kids, COVID jabs. I don't even call them vaccines is alarming doctors. And what should be alarming is that there are doctors that actually are willing still to give this jab to anyone, much less those six months to five years of age. Those doctors should be run out of town on a rail or tarred and feathered and hung by their toenails upside down in the town square if justice in protecting children were, were done. Now, I'm not advocating violence, but tarring and feathering might even be a little bit mild just acknowledging the history of this, when you found out that there were people that were harming children in your community, that was probably the mildest of responses to those people. And in this case, can I call doctors people that are willing to give these COVID jabs to children aged six months to five years, much less six to 12s, much less 12 to 18s, on and on it goes. So the good news is that there is low demand as it you know, follows on that study or that survey from Kaiser that says, no, it wasn't an anomaly. It wasn't a one-off. It seems to be that people have hit their limits. Now it's sad that maybe 20% might still want to 
get the jab for their kids, but I have no, I've not the delusions of grandeur that they have on their side to think that anything I say could really have an impact on the vast majority of people in that 20% category. They're not listening or watching the Robert Scott Bell show. They probably don't know how to pronounce Ravi's last name, <laughs> Dr. Ravi Kulasekar. It only took me many months to do that. Uh, and with that, I want to bring him in early. I, I just, uh, I miss Ravi. He's not on the show every day cause he's a busy guy and he goes out camping in the summer with his family. He's so cool. He's so awesome. Ravi, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell show. All right. Good to be back. Good to be back. It's great to see you, my friend. And, uh, and I know we're going to be talking about Sri Lanka this hour, but I also, if you have some thoughts on, on this particular shift if you will and it is on on one level a seismic shift but on the other level it's still there's a significant portion of the american people and people of canada etc that are willing to to get these shots for their kids much less doctors that are willing to give it i would say it's probably more than 20 percent of doctors still willing to give it so the doctor class is slower than the average parents to figure out how bad these jabs are Right, yeah, that's because of the uh, the indoctrination they get in medical school, right? I mean, nothing that you hear from the CDC and the FDA is wrong, so they can't, they don't question it. But I think if you if you look at the data, the people who actually got the vaccine, if they if there was no mandate for work, travel, and other you know reasons that they brought forth, that number would be very low. I mean, like people would not have gone running to a completely experimental vaccine or jab or whatever you want to call it. Uh, incidentally, the CDC has already changed their uh, definition of a vaccine. So, you know, the COVID, you know, thing now falls into that definition. Uh, if we you know that's what's going to happen in the future as well. Mm. But did, that number would have been low. But I, I, I can, you know, I agree with you. I mean, the people in the last two years have seen what the vaccine did to people. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to hide the fact that people who were like completely healthy and had no particular issues that they were aware of mm -hmm. suddenly die in their sleep. I mean, that's not normal. I mean, like you know, you can you can have the media, social media, and the, you know everybody else say it's normal or say it's because of global warming or some other you know nonsensical you know reason, but people you know are not that stupid uh if i may say so i mean like you know they're gonna wake up and eventually say look something is going on and you know the only thing i did different was get this mm -hmm. shot that people have been and i think we did a good job of you know all of us who were pretty much vocal about it did a good job sounding the alarm before it got too far uh before the vaccine came on board we actually mm -hmm. knew that the mask was a placement for the vaccine. We told people it was coming. And then all of a sudden, when they brought it on, you know, what we said got kind of validated. So I think, you know, yeah. that helped people to see, put two and two together at the, you know, at this late stage. And I'm glad that parents are waking up uh, because giving uh, that vaccine to a six month to a five year old would be literally the dumbest thing you could do uh, as far as is concerned. Well, what does that say about the doctors who are willing to give it? Now, partly it goes back to what you said about mandates, coercion, mm -hmm. things yeah. like that. And these doctors are sort of mandated into doing it. Yet at a certain point, they cannot be excused because when they know better, they must do better, even sure. at the risk of their own career. Because how can you yeah. justify harming or even killing children, much less people of any age group, via this yeah. experimental mRNA injection? So I, I say that. Uh, you know, when I talk about tar and feathering and running on a rail, whether it's figurative or otherwise, it's like, 
what would happen in a, in a simpler society if in a village of people with no internet, you find out that one of the villagers is abusing or harming children? Do those yeah. villagers say, well, uh, they're a doctor, no worries, they are licensed to do that? Or do the villagers say, that person is, is, is a danger to our, to our community? And remove yeah. them in some way from from the ability to engage in those dangerous activities. I like the tar and feather idea. We should put a chicken head on them too, and then have them yes. like clock around the road. <laughs> because I mean, you know, in some sense they are chickens. I mean, like they're they're afraid to stand up for what is right, uh, and many others, you know, have done it and have you know faced the consequences. But at least they sleep well at night. I mean, you, know, you can't. Tell me, with all the science that's out there, I mean, there's, you know, it's trickling in. I mean, people are doing the the science that says that this vaccine is causing multiple issues with people. Uh, and, you know, to tell me that you're not reading any of that stuff, uh, not paying attention, and then continuing to go along with the narrative, uh, you know, you deserve tar feather and many other things along the way. Yeah, I've been having many conversations, as you know, and you probably have too, to some degree, with physicians that are allopathically trained. You, you know, you have a PhD as well, and you're also a graduate of Trinity School, and you do a lot of consults for people looking for a way out of this mess. You know that nobody's suffering from a drug deficiency disease, et cetera. Right. But the doctors themselves are now, including Simone Gold, who we had on yesterday's program, one of the America's frontline doctors. She was convicted of a misdemeanor on a plea charge because they threw everything at her for the January 6th stuff. And in mm -hmm. the acknowledgement, the recognition that, hey, as she says, as a physician, we didn't learn nutrition. We didn't learn about vaccines, really. Right. All of these things now that the those that have integrity that are willing now to say, I admit it, I didn't know, or I admit I was programmed and I didn't see it that are now speaking out. I have respect for those folks because mm -hmm. there have been times in my life, yes, believe it or not, Robbie, that I didn't know stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we all did. Right. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I worked in the field of cancer care for 14 years uh, before I, you know, switched to careers. So, you know, yeah, we, we didn't know. I mean, like no one knew because we were, we are trained to trust people who wear these white clothes, uh, white coats. Uh, granted, I wore one too, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's a, you know, it's a sad situation where they, they don't have the information provided to them. And on the other side, they don't have the time to go look for them. So, you know, they're, they're not in the defense, but they're caught in a bad situation where they have to actually step outside and, and actually either talk to somebody like us, uh, which they're not trained to do. They think that, you know, we are the quacks and the strange people that should be avoided. Mm -hmm. the truth be told, I avoid them right now because I, I really, I mean, I'm, I've reached a point where I, I just don't, I can't convince, I don't want to spend time convincing people anymore. I mean, the data is out there. The evidence is out there. You've seen everything that happened in the last two and a half years. No one needs to tell you. Uh, if you're smart enough, you can figure it out. So. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we will we will continue to help those who seek us. And that's Robbie. They, yeah. What you're talking about is interacting with morons and it's not fun right. to do that. And nope. you're like, at a certain point, I, I just I got nothing. I got I can't do yeah. anything for them. And right. and there are people that are not medical that are also these are the people that are in their cars on their own. No one else is in their car wearing a mask as yep. much as I I try to say, be be kind and friendly to those that are still wearing masks. At the same time, it's like, oh, Occasionally, I get to talk to some of them and ask sincere questions without judgment to say, hey, why are you wearing a mask? And you'll mm -hmm. you'll find a bit of a backstory. And mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. you could say, 
well, okay. I, I respect that. I understand that. Yeah. And other times you go, oh, well, you've got a lot of disinformation and misinformation coming from the officials, if you will, and CDC, et cetera, that, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sorry, I can't help you at that point. But you're right. In the doctoring realm, there's not a lot of time I have for those that are still wallowing in ignorance and arrogance yet. Uh, I love featuring those docs that are actually a- awake to this issue and are yeah. acknowledging it. And, you know, as I pointed out, I've been meeting with many of them in a local on a local basis for the last couple of years, finding out that they've realized that they don't know everything. And and it's a humbling place for them. But now they have an integrity that said, you know what, I think that they really went in for the right reasons because they didn't because it was convenient yeah. or expedient, put their blinders back on or make them even bigger so they don't hear or see anything. And I, I know where you are in Ohio. Have you had any interaction with some good people that are waking up? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of people who are doing that. I mean, you know, there's, you know, this, the doctors that, you know, you you probably are aware too. I mean, there's Tenpenny over here. There's Dr. Levitin. I mean, we have plenty of doctors who are awake and know what's going on. But I think the the key is not to even, you know, like, I don't even focus on the the allopathic convincing allopathic medical people anymore. Uh, I think our job, I find it much easier to talk to people. Uh, and I just got a call, you know, and I, as you know, I, don't, I work only on, on a referral basis. I don't have websites and stuff like that. So I got a call from a lady yesterday and, you know, we were talking about her you know, situation and the conversation opened up to where I could actually interject and say like, you know, some of these things are caused by vaccines. And, you know, as soon as I said that, I mean, she she completely agreed with me, I and mean, we had a very good half hour conversation. You know, complete strangers. So people are not. It's not that they're not aware. They know something's going on, but they don't. They themselves don't have the information either, which is why I think it's important for us to provide the people who are seeking that information, uh, the, the you know the science, the stuff, the backstory behind all this, so that they wake up and they maybe they'll talk to their families who you know we don't have contacts with. Mm-hmm. So it's a, you know, it's a kind of a slow process, but, you know, uh, it works. Yeah, this is also why, uh, in addition to, you know, social interactions with other human beings that are still behaving as if they're human beings, <laughs> that yeah. that uh, if we can get together at events and from time to time, you know, I get to go to them mm-hmm. and, and Ravi, we've been to some together. Yeah. Uh, I was just at the Red Pill Expo, which was great. And um, tonight, this very night, uh, we have in the upcoming events tab at the Robert Scott Bell Show website, um, there's a health solutions symposium put on by defending Utah and there's links. And, and I say this because I know I've got listeners and viewers all over the world, including Ohio, where you are, Ravi, that there's a zoom link that you can access. And, and I was just been given a, a 50%, I believe it's a 50% off code, uh, and super on, you can show that. But if you go to the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com, uh, and click on this, if you're listening live or watching live on the 15th of July, 2022, if it's late, you're over it, it's over it. Don't worry. But what for the live listeners, health solutions symposium, click on it. And when you check out, cause you can buy a zoom link so you can watch it remotely, enter the code health 50 H E A L T H health 50. And I think you'll get a significant discount. Uh, and we'll have some folks from the health independence Alliance there. Uh, Jordan and Cassidy Gunderson and Dr. Scott Bradley will be there as well. Uh, so that's another opportunity, even if you can't attend in person to learn things that you might not get otherwise. So yep. that's really cool. Do you have, by the way, any upcoming events or public events or lectures? No, uh, this summer has been really quiet. We we don't have any. I mean, we had one in May, uh, mm-hmm. the State House, and then that 
was it we haven't i don't think we have anything uh being off of social media or getting thrown out of social media was uh you know the, the link was cut off from many things but i haven't heard anything in the private chats mm-hmm. uh so i'm gonna i'm pretty sure that there's nothing major going on in here at this time okay well and i know super don was like i said it to him the way i always send it to him <laughs> Right. And, you know the link and, and you're like i haven't got the link it's like super d didn't know that you were not on doing facebook at all anymore yeah. and messenger and all those things so uh, it's folks, kind of funny want- because i i we talked i think was it yesterday yeah the yes. day before yesterday and then you know I, you kind of mentioned there might be a slot open and then i'm i didn't get anything so i said i figured in the morning oh you know maybe the slot didn't get open and then i suddenly saw your email yeah which doesn't come to my inbox it goes to some other promotions or something like that and i just mm-hmm. clicked on it and i saw my face on it i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> that's a way to confirm it you know this was my my thing and and my wife has got on me for it and i lost an argument with my uh trainer at the gym about this it's like when you say something is going to happen it sounds like you're not sure so i'm like <laughs> i'm just not willing to commit all the way to right. these things and i think that i have i'm like i'm certain that i did and so now even robbie's ganging up on me he's not but <laughs> the point is uh, yes, I intended to have you on the moment I thought we had an opening. And so we did. And here you are. So thank you for that. That's in good. the midst of your busy schedule of consults and, of course, uh, the camping that you're doing with the fam, which is so amazing yes. uh, to do those yes. great adventures together. So let's let's talk about Sri Lanka because you are originally from Sri Lanka. You have mm-hmm. family from there. Uh, yeah. You probably know friends or others. And you you probably have an insight that most Americans don't have about specifically the culture, the government. What are the vulnerabilities there that have manifested themselves as a seeming disaster that's ensuing right now? And then maybe relate it to your life here in America and say, what are our vulnerabilities in relation to what we're seeing? So I know that's a big opening, but Sri Lanka president has even fleed the country now. Protesters have stormed the prime minister's office. The the state of emergency have been declared. And I think that the military is not firing on its own people, you know, when told to, hey, shut it down, lock it down. So what do you know that we don't know, perhaps? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, for the most part, so, you know, I think some of the news, you know, media outlets have been reporting things accurately enough uh, to see what's going on. But Sri Lanka has always had one after the other corrupt governments. I mean, they basically come in there and, you know, it's uh, what the corporations do here, the governing bodies do over there. And people, you know, like people looking at this will see like, oh, you know, like, they're, you know, Sri Lanka is not a really violent people, but when they get pushed beyond that limit, uh, then things happen that, you know, people didn't expect to happen. Like, you know, this March, 21 million people, I mean, like at least a few million joined from different areas of the country and they actually walk because Sri Lanka right now has no food, has no fuel, has no cooking fuel, and there's absolutely no transportation methods to get around the country. I mean, if you see a train in Sri Lanka, you, you actually literally don't see the train. There's people hanging off every inch of that um, that vehicle while it's moving because they, people can get to you know work and home or from you know, whatever that they're doing. In fact, I just got, I saw a text message come through and one of my you know, friends who are doing a chat group that he, the guy is stand, stranded at the airport, uh, which is about an hour and a half away from the city. And you know, he can't get back because no one, you know, there's no fuel to drive cabs or anything like that. Uh, and my own family have stayed in line for like two days uh, to get fuel for their car because, you know, they, they wait till a bouser shows up and they empties and then they, whoever that's front in the line gets it and then the fuel's over, they got to wait for the next one. 
So life is not easy. And I, I went through, and I think we've talked about this before on the show as well, you know, from the seven, from 1972, 77, when I was a you know kid, probably a third or fourth grade, we had a stint of socialism in Sri Lanka. And I remember those days, I mean, standing in line to get bread and, you know, essentials and stuff like that. I mean, this, I think, is an eye-opening, uh, you know, wake-up call to the people of Sri Lanka who had actually forgotten that the next generation never experienced any of that because, you know, we have we are pretty much driven by tourism and exports of tea, rubber, coconut, and gems. Uh, what really happened was over the years, the corruption of the governing bodies, I mean, you know, they depleted the, the resources, they sold the countries, sold to China, uh, they did all kinds of, you know, things like that, underhand deals where, you know, we got into debt way over our head uh, that we couldn't, you know, uh, repay. And then came COVID. And when COVID hit, uh, because all my family is in Sri Lanka, basically, I mean, mo most of my friends and all my family are there. I mean, I warned them. I said, you know, if you guys do this, uh, I mean, Sri Lanka is seven degrees north of the equator. The temperature there is, you know, 85 degrees year round. It rains like crazy. But, you know, we don't ever have viral outbreaks except, you know, every once in a while somewhere where it rains and there's mosquitoes breeding and stuff like that. So when they masked everybody and brought on vaccine mandates and pushed vaccines and stuff, everything was done with the underhand, you know, CDC US guidelines. And now people are figuring it out, which I warned them two and a half years ago that they had a hand in this by destroying that economy. Uh, I told them like, you know, if you destroy tourism, uh, you're gonna destroy Sri Lanka. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, as soon mm -hmm. as things started to fall apart, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it was a spring case of, you know, like losing everything from, you know, and then started going out. So now the people who had no, have no food, I mean, they're, People are just like stretching out their meals. Like they're not eating three meals a day like we do. They eat like two a day and towards the end of the day because they don't have the food. Uh, that's the kind of situation we are facing right now. And then people got guys wouldn't leave. Uh, so they actually had to literally storm the, uh, the president's palace and you know, house or whatever. And then, you know, he just fled. And we have now is that he, he's in Dubai, somewhere in the Middle East. So now what happens is they have to elect an interim government. Uh, the problem is, you know, if you understand the way it was, I mean, it's really bad. Some of these people who are appointed into the cabinet are supporters of, uh, you know, the president. You know, the interim government cannot be made from people who are supporters of the person who was chased out of the country. So it's like a catch-22. So, we'll, you know, they're all waiting to see, like, who takes control and what happens in the next month or so, because that will determine if Sri Lanka ends up, you know, like Venezuela or you know, some other country that went bankrupt. The lesson I think that I, I think people should learn is that, you know, the goal of the leftists, you know, the, the liberal agenda is to kill mass tourism, period. I mean, there's articles on it. It's on the agenda 2030. It's on the new world order. You know, everything is written. I mean, it's, they are not shy about saying it. Uh, they, they want to kill mass tourism because they say that that's, you know, just destroying the planet. So any country that is, you know, using tourism to survive mm -hmm. is going to die. I mean, like they're going but to just it, pretty much. It, Robbie, it's not limited to that. That's just where I talk about expanding our understanding of vulnerabilities here in the United States. Uh, that agenda is designed to destroy the economies of, of, of industrialized yeah. world nations as well. And partly by reducing access to, to energy itself. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, if it can reduce tourism in certain areas of the United States are, are heavily dependent on tourism. And we saw in areas during COVID where they shut that down. The only way they sustained themselves as, as so-called businesses was to accept, quote unquote, money, gifts, mm-hmm. free gifts mm-hmm. or strings yeah. attached money from the government that has now run up the deficit and debt. And of course, caused the hyperinflationary uh, you know, scenario to begin here in the United States. And so. I, I ask you now, because you've lived obviously in both places now in the, in the States for many years as well. Do you see the potential for some of these things, albeit somewhat differently, perhaps than Sri Lanka happening here absolutely. in the United States? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're, we're, I mean, like the whole goal is to destroy every economy the way it is right now and then create this, you know, reset with this one, you know, whatever that they consider is going to be the equitable way of distributing the wealth and everything. You can see that starting to happen here as well. I mean, the food shortages in, in the United States will happen slowly because, you know, this is a big country. We have like, you know, a lot of stuff coming in. We go our own stuff and things like that. Where you know, So the effects will be felt immediately because countries like Sri Lanka import almost. So like, you know, when the imports start, when they don't have money and they can't import food, people go hungry. Whereas here, I mean, like, you know, we have as many farms and, you know, things go up in flames and food, you know, things are like happening slowly so that the, it's a gradual, it's like the slow boiling of the frog, you know, it's like things won't happen as fast as they did in Sri Lanka, but slowly it will happen here because we can see the energy crisis is happening. Uh, and, you know, we, we have people now who are com- not commuting because they can't afford the gas, for, you know, from what they're getting paid. Uh, and or they're working for companies that can afford the gas. So like, you know, slowly the the employment opportunities, the food, you know, scarcities, the energy scarce, everything is going to be everywhere. Uh, and, you know, I recently read an article about farmers in the Netherlands. I mean, the Dutch farmers were protesting because they were, you know, imposing some of these things in, you know, in their farms over there, which, you know, they didn't see. Uh, but it's going to come to every country. So even in Sri Lanka now, I mean, people are now starting to dig up their backyard and plant food. And I, you know, I warned them two and a half years ago uh, that you, you better you better start doing this now because you know this is what's coming. Because you know we could kind of see the writing between, on the wall because we mm-hmm. kind of knew the agenda and how it was going to be, you know, uh, pushed on people. It's that whole like you'll own nothing but you'd be happy kind of. You yeah, know, and, and of course, what you're referring to as well is something I've said many times. You you don't start planting food growing food when you're hungry it's far yep. far too late and the question is you know how fast you could probably grow things a little bit quicker in the environment the, that is equatorial yeah, in yeah. in sri lanka than some areas where you have four seasons or you know northern mm-hmm. part of the united states where unless you have greenhouses you're you're in big trouble or if you haven't stored food already right. these are the things where we have i think enough visual evidence around the world of what's yep. happening yep. to take the yep. steps before you have to, right? We can yeah. still, even in the midst of what's happening, Robbie, we could still pretend nothing's happening, still show up at a, a grocery store or a convenience store and mm-hmm. find calories, if you will, to put in our body. Right, right. But the yeah. question is, in terms of energy production, utilization, access to it, you're seeing lines of two days. Now, I want to remind my American friends here, particularly in the, the South regions where hurricanes have been part of our experience. That you remember times in Florida, for instance, where lines were two days long after uh, hurricanes, whether it be Katrina in, in New Orleans or other 
hurricanes, Wilma, et cetera. Yeah. I've seen those in Florida that create uh, electrical uh, outages, oil mm-hmm. delivery outages that may last a few days to a couple of weeks, even in worst case scenario. And yet you expect that the lights will come back on. The oil will yeah. begin to flow again. The question is, how does that happen when you've destroyed the production and the transportation options? Where does it magically come from then? Do you get to, oh, I'll charge my Tesla up and you plug it right. in and you find out, well, the place where the electricity comes from is being generated by the so-called fossil fuel industry primarily. And they're not getting their shipments of the oil because mm-hmm. it's been shut down due to World Economic Forum, WHO, all of these plots to do what we're describing, which is not a theory of conspiratorial nature, yeah. but an actual fact that we're witnessing. Yeah, and actually there was a statement made by the World Economic Forum that Sri Lanka would end up, you know, being beautiful or something really dumb like that. Uh, so I think, you know, they kind of unwittingly fell into the lap of the agenda. So, you know, I don't know how they're going to raise their head from this without getting, you know, some sort of, you know, financial aid from the same people who are going to, you know, further destroy the nation. And that's going to happen, you know, no matter which country you live in. I mean, I think I think we've kind of, I don't know how you feel about this, uh, Robert, but I think we've kind of passed that point of no return as far as mm-hmm. countries ending up where Sri Lanka is today. And there'll be a subsection of people like, you know, us who will be left outside the gate uh, fending for ourselves because, you know, we're not, we're not going to participate in that kind of, you know, uh, right. Well, digital IDs and yeah. your 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 ID is linked to your bank account and the money you mm-hmm. think you earn that's yours that's not. And if you don't get the uh, updated jab, the booster, et cetera, yeah. then suddenly you find yourself not able to access the things that they say, we will give this to you only if mm-hmm. you comply, if you cooperate, if you participate in, well, they won't call it madness, but we certainly recognize it as such. And so here in the United States, I think, uh, the 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 essential DNA, at least historically, has been such that we were suspicious of government and agendas, and that we said, you know, we're not going to give or grant that kind of power to to the the places where it would inevitably mm-hmm. be used against us. And yeah. we recognize that perhaps the vast majority of Americans have lost sight of that historical fact and reality, and are bring, maybe coming back to it by seeing these images from Sri Lanka or otherwise, uh, yeah. to maybe in certain more localities and enclaves where people are preparing and communicating with one another, that there will be a way. And I think there will be viability and survivability, but life is different in a time when we don't have easy and instant access to food mm-hmm. and energy, et cetera. It, it goes back to a time when it was more agrarian. It was, things were slower because it wasn't yep. like you could hop on something instantly. You'd arrive there. And of course in Sri Lanka, the government cares so much for its people. It mandates that all those people hanging onto those trains are wearing helmets too. Right. That's happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I don't, I don't, I, it's funny. I just saw like, I think it was a, like a funny video, but there was a guy who was like, st- he had his bike. Uh, and then he was looking out towards the ocean or taking a picture or whatever. And a guy on a motorcycle drives up, parks his motorcycle and steals the guy's bicycle <laughs> that's the Isn't kind of that? situation yeah i mean like so there's no gas so there's no point in having a motorcycle but a bicycle would help so he's stealing his bicycle with his helmet on so now your your discussion with either friends or family in, in sri lanka are you still able to have some level of communication with anybody yes, there yes the phone lines are still working uh because I, i'm not on social media so that's i don't know but they they were trying to curtail when the marches were occurring, the social media aspect of it, but I don't think they succeeded because I think the people 
the the movement that started this whole thing it didn't come from the elite class obviously uh happened quickly and and very forcefully and i think that caught them off guard mm -hmm. uh because it was usually people will say stuff and they won't show up uh, but in this case i think the entire almost you know everybody in the country decided that it was time for these people to go and to take the country back and the, and the funniest thing is i saw I think it was the British Parliament. I mean, they were making a resolution in Sri Lanka and also I think somewhere in the Maldives, I think too, that to do something and to send troops over to Sri Lanka, or peacekeeping forces or whatever to quell what they call quote unquote riots, like what happened on January 6th, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, in getting rid of a you know, legitimately elected government. But then I, I'm thinking like, what are these people even thinking? I mean, that, the power of the people. This is why the people elected the government. They're not serving the people, so they are completely, you know, legitimate. The, well, the concept of, of altering and abolishing it isn't in the Sri Lankan constitution, but yet the people are going, "Yeah, we're yeah. altering, abolishing, yep. and etc." Yep. And I inevitably, think. it tends to lead to what some would argue is chaos and maybe even more mm -hmm. tyranny. But at some point, you have a tyranny that you're living in, and you say, "Could it be worse?" Well, I know it arguably yeah. could always get worse. But it takes that sometimes to say we want to do something better. I mean, you think about the foundations of the American Republic all those centuries now ago, and it was worse under King George III. And they said, we want to do it better. We want to do it differently. And now, as I've I don't think it's even an argument that you need to make is that the things that the United States government is doing to the people of the United States is equal, if not worse than what King George III did. In fact, King mm -hmm. George, I, I argue, would be would have killed for the amount of power the federal government has in the United States right now over the people. And yet right. we rebelled and, and, and engaged in revolutionary activity based on that. And so yeah. we have strayed far, far away and accepted various levels of not freedom, but tyranny and said, well, it's still freedom enough until you're hungry, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. We yeah. don't have to go that far. I think, yeah, I think like you said earlier, I mean, I think people have gotten too comfortable. We had, you know, we have everything at our fingertips. Uh, I mean, we don't have to walk two miles to get a loaf of bread. I mean, you know, we just hop in our car. I mean, even though gas is $5 you a gallon, we'll just, you know, go get it. So I think we have, we have had it so good for so long that we have forgotten, like, what it took to get us here. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when people, I think when people get, go hungry, that's when they wake up uh it, it didn't happen during covid because they managed to feed those people who couldn't buy the food i mean we had you know i think we i was on a show with you know on this show earlier during that time when i mentioned there were like two mile long you know lines along the freeway waiting to get the uh the food supplies here i mean right here wow. in cleveland yeah so i think you know doing that they managed to get past that crisis but i think if it comes to a point where, and, and wherever I drive, I mean, I see so much farmland that appears to have been cultivated until very recently, just laying waste. I mean, they mm -hmm. don't, they're not growing stuff on it. So obviously somebody is getting paid to not grow food. Uh, so there is some level of, you know, food scarcity that's looming in the future for us. Mm -hmm. So we'll, you know, I think it's all left for us to see how people react when that happens. By the way, you mentioned the Netherlands. I've seen evidence that this is also happening in Spain. The farmers in Spain mm -hmm. are, yep. are protesting and not cooperating with the government. So there's rebellion. We've seen uh, a number of resignations 
uh, of high level people within governments yeah. right now, not only the Sri Lankan example, uh, where they're tied intra intricately, if you will, to the WEF uh, agenda and other ag globalist agendas. So I don't think that uh, they're succeeding at every place and every time, although to some degree, they also seem to thrive in chaos. They utilize that as another opportunity to, to strangle even further. But at the same time, it can go in chaos. That's the unexpected can happen in the midst mm -hmm. of all of that. And, uh, you know, just we're talking about this now to help everybody understand that the way we have lived our life is not guaranteed simply because it's the way we've always known it. Right. If you know anything about history, there was a time when it wasn't like this. There's a time when it's always been like this. Robbie, you grew up in, in Sri Lanka. I've been in America my whole life, although I've gotten to travel and see other parts of the world so I could recognize that not every place is like this. Right. Yeah, so many people have never seen anything but this and, and don't know anything but this. So the conception of what see, they see in Sri Lanka happening in the United States, not that I'm encouraging it or in favor of it. It's, it's not about cheerleading anything. It's right. about a recognition that there are patterns emerging that if we do not identify and quickly curtail certain behaviors that lead to that, then we are going to be in similar circumstances, mm -hmm. albeit in an American style of that, whatever that might mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people need to also stop politicizing it. I mean, like it's not nothing to do with one political party or the other. I mean, it's a, it's a global agenda driven by a group of people. It's not so, you know, if, if any political party can buy into it uh, or be forced into it for that matter. And I think what happened in Sri Lanka is a good example. I mean, they were literally forced into it. So when, you know, the, the Chinese came in to build our roads and our ports, I mean, they, the United States didn't even like acknowledge that because they have always favored being close to Sri Lanka or being in that vicinity because we are the southernmost country or point in the Indian Ocean. So, you know, if there's any war with the Far East, yeah. porting Sri Lanka would be like, you know, the, the dream for any of any anybody who wants to be in control of the Indian Ocean. Mm -hmm. And the US tried it many times and China succeeded. And what they did was they built the port and then they leased it back to us for like, you know, 99 years or 100 years or whatever that where they would have the controlling, you know, interest of it. So that's not, you know, mm -hmm. that wasn't, people rebelled against that too earlier, but, you know, they were not successful uh, because there was not enough buy into, you know, the fact that the right. government was doing this with ulterior motives. But now mm -hmm. I think people are starting to realize what happened. Yeah. Uh, because the Chinese literally, have, they have created the Silk Road all over again through all parts of, you know, Asia, Southeast Asia and Middle mm -hmm. Eastern Europe. So I, I have to ask you, Robbie, we're going to be in hour two. I'm going to be joined by our friend Marjorie Wildcraft. We're going to talk gardens and growing food. And I'm going to be revealing awesome. a lot more pictures from my garden. Super Don's got some pictures. How's your garden going this this uh, uh, summer? Doing good. It's actually yeah. doing good. I mean, there, I've had less attacks from uh, squirrels. I was pleasantly surprised when I came back from my last camping trip. I had like, you know, arm-sized zucchini. Ah, that's great. Maybe I should send you some pictures. So that you believe oh, me, I definitely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. And we're going to be sharing some pictures in hour two of, of what's happened in our gardens as well. And, uh, you know, encouraging folks, look, if you're still alive, you're breathing, there's still yeah. time, although times get shorter when we see these things happening in Sri Lanka and other countries. Uh, please don't wait. Find a way to get this going. And, uh, you know, we'll help you from our vantage point. And of course, if you go to rsbfood.com, you can get plugged into what Marjorie Wildcraft has been teaching us for some time now. Also, I want to uh, shout out to Tor McPartland of Orange Guard, orangeguard.com. 
for those of you who are dealing with pest infestations and don't want to resort to toxic poisons, chemicals that, that alter your very own flora, much less uh, your genetic integrity, uh, Orange Guard is made from the citrus peel, the, the orange peel, and it's delimiting a distillate from the orange peel. And this has actually gone up to, through the EPA level and they have it read, registered as a pesticide. Yet, as I did a few weeks ago on the air, I drank it on the air. Unlike the people that claim glyphosate is safe who will not drink it when confronted, I actually said, hey, okay, delimiting, boom, boom, boom. It tasted horrible. I admit it. <laughs> I lived. It was like not delicious. But the point is to be able to safely address things if you're not remediated your soil enough yet, and we want you to do that, that you're vulnerable to have a safe option. It, it's only listed for organic agriculture, so you don't risk losing that status either. And I use it around pets and kids, and there's no problem. OrangeGuard.com, you can get it. There I am in my greenhouse, and you can get it at local Ace Hardware stores, or you can get it directly online at OrangeGuard.com. Uh, so again, thank you to Tor for that support and uh, getting good things out there, environmentally friendly, genuinely, not pretend, really environmentally friendly. Yeah, I've been spending like almost two, three hours every day picking raspberries because I have like 400 raspberry plants. Uh, I pick enough for the next year. So I freeze them, use mm -hmm. them in my smoothies and stuff like that. Nice. And I share I, my plants every year with people. I've got pictures. I've got blackberries this year. Uh, we do have raspberries. Uh, the bees are having a good old time. Mm -hmm. I got uh, tomatoes. I've got so many things I'm excited about. And still, it's never enough. People go, when is it enough? It's never enough. I was like, how right. many? That's like, uh, what was that Gordon Gecko line or the question? How many yachts do you need to water ski behind? Well, the question is, how many beds do you need to grow something in? Well, more. I want more. <laughs> right, right. I wish I had more space. But, yes. no, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, World Health Organization is now warning that COVID is nowhere near over. Why does anybody pay attention to anything? The World uh, Economic Forum, the yeah. World Health Organization, the CDC, the FDA says, why is that? other than the illusion that is perpetrated by the same media that is controlled mm -hmm. by the same organizations and the pharmaceutical chemical conglomerates, it, it, you know, in some people's minds, it's not near over. As you've pointed out, you look around, you went to North Carolina recently, mm -hmm. near the research triangle, Durham, I think. And you said you saw a lot of yeah. people still wearing masks. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the, it was kind of surprising to me because people in Ohio, I mean, you know, once the mandates went away, uh most of them ditched their masks and you know because it's you know it was annoying to begin with but yeah i saw a lot of people uh and again like i said i mean like you know i i don't know why they're wearing it and mm -hmm. you know few people that i've talked to i mean somebody in their family has died or whatever so it's still a fear factor uh but you know you try to tell them that a mask is not going to prevent them from getting covid you know, probably they won't believe you if they have already believed it for two and a half years. So, you know, mm -hmm. I think we are going to see people wearing masks like they do in China for whatever reason. Like, you know, from now, it's going to be like a standard practice. Uh, well, it might even be tied into your uh, uh, ID, you know, if they get the digital right. ID stuff passed. Yeah, like a social uh, we, we, score, you know. <laughs> we noticed on the uh, closed circuit TV, I don't even think they call it that anymore, but everywhere it's monitored. We noticed that you weren't wearing your mask, and uh, this is your final warning. If you want access to the money that we deposited into your yeah. account because you're a good little citizen, uh, you're going to have to make sure you, that, that mask doesn't fall below your nose again. Mm -hmm. uh, how many people in America are going to put, put up with it? There's an article as well about that, the mask mandates. Will we only act on public health advice if someone makes us? Well, I will never act on public health advice because the people making public health advisements are morons, absolute right, exactly. morons. And they are 
uh, in, in fact, tyrannical morons. They, they really want to run our lives, despite the fact that there's no scientific evidence to prove mm-hmm. that what they are saying helps us in any way, shape or form. In fact, it's harmful, all of these things that they've yeah. promoted. Well, we didn't follow the public health advice before, so why would we want to follow it now? Remember, yeah, uh, Biden <laughs> warned us about mass death to, to come yeah. for those of you not getting the jabs this winter. Yeah. On and on it goes. And the mass death is occurring if you go into a hospital and they subject you to kidney killing drugs and ventilators. Mm-hmm. We do mm-hmm. have a question of the day coming through here. We got a few in an hour two as well. But while I have Dr. Ravi Kulasekara with me, uh, also shout out to our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health. In addition, Body, Mind, Spirit Connections. We want to do uh, this question of the day which is in the show notes, by the way, please sign up for email alerts. And uh, I know they're not email alerts. They're newsletter deliveries. I, I get this wrong. Superdon gets mad at me. I'm like, just oh, newsletter. <laughs> Why do you have to put deliveries on the end of it? Because I'm such an analytical. I swear. It's just a newsletter. It's not a newsletter delivery via email of the internet de- data transfer to your computer. <laughs> It's right? just a newsletter. That's just a it. newsletter. Sign up. Just Send RSB, the initials RSB to 22828. And you too can be plugged into all of this, including questions and and and, and uh, I guess you call them poll questions of the day too. Uh, Dr. Ravi here. This is coming from uh, my friend Mel, Melanie. Uh, she says, hello, RSB. I'm at work and have an officer present on my job site this day. I, I work road construction in, in Atlanta and surrounding areas. We have police presence. I'm sitting in a road closure chatting with this beautiful young lady officer. She mentioned to me her struggle with lupus and also says she has a cancer called polycythemia vera. It sounds like a dangerous Italian pasta. I'm like, I don't know about this cancer. <laughs> Both Dr. Ravi and I have not addressed this or dealt with this yeah. or not heard of it. But she says she, she is not on chemo or radiation, but is taking a once a day medication and has been told probably for the rest of her life it's hydroxyura or something. She says, I'm wondering if you yeah. can text me a link to the to a show regarding lupus. Well, let's talk about this. It's lupus right now. She says, I'm introducing her to your show today. Maybe we can you can comment on the air. We're going to comment on the air. And uh, uh, a shout out to Mel and her new friend, a 32-year-old uh, police officer in the Atlanta area looking for opportunities to have different options besides chemo and radiation for her cancer and or lupus, Dr. Robbie. Yeah, so I think this is, you know, if I'm correct, this is like a cancer that causes you to have more blood, red blood cells, the opposite of having leukemia. Yes. So I've never heard of it. I mean, I, I've never encountered it. I say I never encountered it in my 14 years of working in that field. So that says a lot. It's it's not usual to see this. Sure, but even as we say this, this hydroxyurea, uh, yeah. drug, which can cause a severe decrease in the number of blood cells and bone marrow, uh, that cancer, however strange the name is, is not evidence of a lack of this drug. It's just literally a triage in their toxic, uh, you know, pharmacopoeia to stop something without concern or consideration for yeah. why it's happening. Not that they know they don't know, but they like, we don't care. Just take this drug. Right, because I mean, this is the this is the principle of medicine. I mean, they're managing the symptoms. So the symptom is more red blood cells. So the, the management is to create red, less of them. Right. So then, whatever that happens as a side effect on the down downstream downstream end, that they'll take care of with another drug. So I guess the first question we should ask this, you know, young lady is like, did she receive the COVID vaccine? 
uh, as part of her employment or whatever. Was she required to? Did she get it out of fear? Whatever. Because if you look at the symptoms, if you read up a little, I just while you were talking, I just pulled it up and I was reading. It's like causes thickening of the blood and causes clotting. Now, where else have we heard about blood clots forming? Because mm -hmm. the spike protein created by the vaccine is attacking the epithelial cells of your blood vessels, you know, when you get the jab. So mm -hmm. that's a good, that's a question to ask because what's gonna happen in the next couple of years is that when people get all these weird cancers and autoimmune diseases and, you know, they die in their sleep and they fall down dead while playing something or whatever, they're gonna blame everything from global warming to made up, you know, disease names other than addressing the real issue behind it. Mm -hmm. So that's- Well, so, yeah, we don't want this police officer that Mel has met to be uh, subject to a post-life diagnosis of sudden adult death syndrome, mm -hmm. which is the most bizarre thing that they're trying to right. get away with, claiming that, well, these adults, yeah. they were always dying like this. We're better at diagnosing it today. Uh, right. What causes it? We don't know, but we know it's not the jab. It's not the COVID jab. Just as SIDS, right. we don't know what causes it, but we know it's not the childhood vaccines happening at well baby visits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we look at lupus preceding this diagnosis, we know that it's an, somewhat of an autoimmune response. Mm -hmm. Homeopaths have been working with lupus for centuries now. And, and we look at the general body toxic burden. We look at the nutrient deficiencies. Yeah. We look at what you're eating what you're breathing, what you're drinking, all of these things matter, the mineral deficiencies that we want to shore up. But specific to your point about uh, the blood issues, coagulation issues, I look to the homeopathic snake venom remedies, which is interesting. The controversy that Brian Artis brings up, Dr. Artis is talking about uh, the spike proteins uh, synthesized or, or patented, maybe also related to synthetic snake venom peptides that are produced mm -hmm. in the pharmaceutical uh, world. And that yep. Whether you believe in that that's real or not, the manifestation of these symptoms of bloodborne type diseases is identical to many snake envenomations. That's why homeopathy is beautiful because it doesn't matter whether it's caused by a snake venom, but if it manifests identically, the symptom mm -hmm. matches the remedy. And that could be also another option in reversing what the, they're diagnosing as a strange name cancer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, People who have these strange diagnoses should actually look towards alternative uh, methods because what they're, do, they're going to do is not going to make you any better. Uh, they're going to manage your symptoms so you, you know, succumb to whatever is happening. Because, you know, when, when you, the first thing I know, you know, I, I started telling people when they, when they came out with this jab was that it's creating a protein using your own DNA. I mean, that folding could have issues i mean it could misfold for whatever reason and i'm starting to see and i think we talked about this in one of your previous shows as well mm -hmm. when i do the bioenergetic scanning i mean i'm seeing prion proteins in many mm -hmm. people's you misshapen know, misfolded now. proteins yeah and and for those that don't know the prion disease is considered to some uh creutzfeldt yakov the mm -hmm. uh, if i say it say it right creutzfeldt yakov disease uh and in CJD, in other words, human variant mm -hmm. CJD or mad cow disease. And uh, we have a very personal relationship to that in our family because my my wife's father died of the human variant of CJD uh, in the 90s uh, mm -hmm. when they said it wasn't in the United States, although they had spent significant time in England. Uh, and, and it was the bizarre. It was like an X-Files episode after he died. We were in the hospital in Virginia and uh, they wouldn't even allow an autopsy. It was like 
yeah. the CDC was rushing in and squashing everybody from talking about this thing happening back then. Yeah. And yet yeah. misshapen, misfolded proteins being associated as well to the COVID jab. It's almost nothing that can't be linked at this point to what's happening here. I know. Yeah. This is the scary part because, you know, everything could be happening because of it, but then they'll find ways to, you know, shove it under the rug because nobody is going to believe that that's what's causing it because they're telling us that, that you know, it's completely safe and effective and you know, nothing like that happens. But mm. if you look in the literature, I mean, it, it shows very clearly uh, that type of, you know, protein folding, I mean, could lead to problems. And uh, and I'm, I'm seeing that. And, you know, the, the sad thing is, I don't know if you have a homeopathic, I mean, what I can do is homeopathically address it mm. through frequencies, but right. uh, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, these are like, you know, they turn, they can turn pathogenic on a flip of a coin, uh, misfolded protein. So it's, it's not a good place to be in right now. Uh, if, you know, you have to be very careful and observe what's going on with your body. Uh, if you have received, or if you know someone who has received yeah. the, uh, the jab. And for the sake of, of Mel and her new friend, uh, this police officer in Atlanta, 32 years of age, uh, they don't have answers in modern medicine for this stuff. And they're admitting it now. Right. They can only manage it. And even the good docs that woke up and said, hey, let's use hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin over the past couple of years, uh, they really aren't addressing the underlying cause. Those are still drugs to manage and, and you know, uh -huh. di diminish the, the, the potential manifestation of what's happening. The correction is, of course, diet, lifestyle, all the things yeah. we do here, cleaning up your act, going organic replenishing the minerals that are lost. I talk a lot about now copper. Uh, we have the sovereign copper that if you haven't, you know, access copper as a supplement, a brilliant, simple way to get it in like via water. Uh, if for those that don't want to eat liver or if you're vegetarian, you know, there are people that don't do that. And we need copper rich sources because zinc and, and, and vitamin C in, in fact are depleting copper and it's an essential mineral. It is a natural antiparasitic if there are parasites and it is antifungal as well but it has a critical role to play in a lot of what they call cuproenzyme pathways, skeletal and connective tissue integrity, blood diseases, iron and oxygenation uh, cannot happen in the absence of copper. And I'm just like, you know, peppering you with all these thoughts that are not drugs in response right. to these things. This is true because I see these copper deficiencies show up in my scans as well, because a lot of people started taking like, uh, large amounts of vitamin C and zinc uh, and D at the same time when COVID was going on. So that without realizing that they're antagonists to copper absorption. So now we have a copper deficiency running around rampant. Mm -hmm. so Dr. Robbie, uh, as we wrap up the first hour of the show, I know you're going to be busy with uh, uh, consults coming up. The, the Sri Lanka issue, anything else we've talked about today? Is there any message that you want to leave the audience with today about what we're witnessing today? Maybe some ways to get through it, around it, over it, under it. I think I think looking back at Sri Lanka, I mean, you know, like what I advised my family to do, and you know, some of them did, some of them didn't, is to like prepare for this type of situation in any country. So you need to have some method of like getting around because there's not the, the three things that are going to be taken away from you is your fuel, your energy, uh, and when I say fuel, I mean like cooking and you know traveling, and then you know energy as well as your food, you know, like ready access to food. So prepare to support yourself. I mean, you have to go into survival mode uh, and you have to think about it now because when you're in that situation, like you mentioned earlier, it's very hard to go into survival mode and survive yeah. uh, unless you know what to do. So, you know, yeah. what, 
yeah, how would you keep your food fresh? How would you, you know, cook? How would you eat? Uh, that all comes into play if this stuff, this kind of thing can, you know, can happen to one country, it's going to happen to everyone. I mean, this is part of what's going to happen before this whole reset occurs. So I would Doctor, say... Dr. Ravi Kulasekara, God bless you, my brother. I love you. Appreciate you. Love to your wife and your daughter. And, uh, you know, your insights are, are, are well received here. And I hope the audience is paying attention. I think they are. And I hope it's not so long between now and your next visit because there's a lot going on. And uh, we need all the insight and, and wisdom that you also carry in your experience. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen both sides. So, you know, I, I think mm -hmm. I can probably say that, you know, I'm as prepared as I can be, but you know, you can always be more prepared. So, you know, I, I learn from people that know how to do this and, you know, likewise other people should as well. Uh, just don't wait till the last minute. Okay. And I, as you always love to be on your show and my love to your family as well. And now Don knows how to get to me. Yes. We can still reach you outside of the Facebook right. realm. Thank you, Ravi. Appreciate you, my brother. Welcome. Good to Pleasure see to you. Be here. All right. We got hour two coming up in a moment. Uh, uh, Marjorie Wildcraft will continue our discussion of planning, preparation, the things that uh, if you've if you've not started yet, it's getting late. Come on, get with it. RSBfood.com will tell you about that. Upcoming events include, you know, education events uh, tonight that the uh, Defending Utah event that I'll be uh, hosting, emceeing, so to speak. And we've got online opportunities. The Journey of Healthcare Interactive Summit of Leading Health Experts is happening August 6th. That's a Saturday in Pittsburgh, PA. Guess what, y'all? They have online tickets as well available. If you click on that link or go to nutritionalfrontiers.com, you can learn about that. Pittsburgh, PA, or Zoom online. Autism One coming up August 18th through 21st in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, the United States Health Freedom Congress coming up September 23rd, 24th in Minneapolis, St. Paul. We get the Wellness Parenting Revolution in Orlando, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. Then we got the big one, the Health Freedom Expo, October 15th and 16th outside of Chicago. Far enough outside that I feel good going there at the uh, Tindley Park Convention Center. Check out TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. And we'll be back with Marjorie Wildcraft. And if you haven't started growing your food, maybe it's not too late. Just don't wait much longer. We'll talk with Marjorie when we come back because the power to heal and grow food is yours. Robert Scott, Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. This hour on the RSB show, we got Marjorie Wildcraft, our good friend, returning, returning with uh, good news and hope and, and actual practical and pragmatic options for you. For those that are still just lagging a little bit further behind than you want to be, what can we do right now to impact our ability to access food? As we talked with uh, Dr. Ravi Kulasekara in hour one about the realities on the ground in Sri Lanka other countries where they're actually trying to stop farmers from growing food. And as I said, uh, the second best thing to knowing your farmer is to become your farmer. And even God bless him. My humble and lovable producer, super Don has become, well, if not a farmer, a little bit of a gardener and he's loving it too. He's spending some time out. I see Marjorie Wildcraft just cheering in the background. we got to bring both of you guys in right now. And, uh, Super Don, Marjorie, Yay, welcome back. Super Don. Yay. Look at him. Way to go, sideways Super Don. Yeah. 
Robert Robert harassed me enough that I uh, actually went out and did it. And um, well, you, haven't you been listening to the headlines <laughs> that you guys I, actually of course, spew out all the time? Of course, I have. They're drilled <laughs> into my brain every day. But yeah, right. Um, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that I was resistant to it. It was just I'm so busy. I just I kept making excuses. I had other things going on. But I finally finally did it. And um, well, it's I, it's a great living example, Super D. What you've done it because as there are many people just like you that say, I'm so busy, I don't have time, and yet you find a way when it's pr important enough to prioritize it. Can we show off some pictures of our gardens for Marjorie to see? Just so, because she's like prolific, and we're like, we if try to keep we up. we must, yes. of course. I want to see right. yours first. You show me right. yours. So what I've got is I've, I've got these raised beds out in front of the house. They were here when I moved in, mm -hmm. and so uh, went down to the nursery. There's just one just like just down the street. And uh, picked up some stuff. So here is, this is kind of like the side view looking down. And if you're looking at it there, I've got the tomatoes in the background. And one on the corner there, I've got lettuce, which did really well at first. And then I cut it all off because it got attacked by aphids. Uh, and it's not growing back quite as, as well as it did before because it got really hot. But anyway... That's growing there. I've got chives. I've got walla walla onions, and then you can't see it, but just on the side of the uh, the onions there, I planted radishes. Mm -hmm. And then if you go down to the other bed, this was taken this morning. I've got these broccoli, purple broccoli in the back, which mm -hmm. I, nice. I still am wondering where is the broccoli. You know, it's like yeah, it doesn't come up right away. Where's the, the broccoli? Part of it. Yeah, it's a lean. And then the front one there is the zucchini, which is taken off, and I've counted seven on it so far. Nice. And it's got the yes. giant flower and stuff on it. So, I, yeah, uh, you know, look, I, I have come to appreciate. <laughs> I go out every morning and check, make sure everything's okay. You know, water it at night and all that stuff. And I, I haven't started talking to the plants yet, but I heard that you can do that too. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, they're, they're very non-judgmental. Yeah, no, yeah. they don't. They don't therapy, mind that you, I guess. you got so. long hair and you look like a rock, an old aging rock star. Yeah, like I, decided, I, de I decided. I Well, normally it's in a in a ponytail, but yeah. um, today I just decided to do the Friday. You're gonna, say, uh, you're gonna say, I'm gonna. I wonder if Marge likes my hair this way, or Marjorie <laughs> likes it this way or that way. I, I just, you know, that's where we're at. So let's show off some of my pictures from this morning before the show. And uh, we'll tour a little bit of what's going on in the garden right. out back here. Starting off here, mm -hmm. let me go full screen. Hold okay, on. that's in the greenhouse. Uh, those are the, the little strawberries, and they are super sweet. It's not prolific yet, but the, the plants that, that survive from the winter are, are starting to do really well in the greenhouse there. So we'll keep nice. them hopefully year-round going. This is the symphytum, or the uh, bone set we call it, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. comfrey that we got from friends. And they have taken off. They've flowered beautifully. So we've got plenty of things. Should there be a bone break or, bru or you know, a, a, a fracture, we can make poultices out of this. So it's not all about eating things necessarily, but you can grow your medicine. Um, these are the potatoes right in front of the comfrey. And I, you know, had many of these heirloom varieties a friend of mine picked up at a, a local person that's all about these heirloom uh, varieties of potatoes. And I don't, I can't keep up with them. It's like, wow, did they take off? And there's a whole row of them. In fact, I've got even some in the greenhouse you'll see in a moment. And so I've got to put more uh, there here in the greenhouse. You'll see some of the potatoes growing. There's some herbs as, as well. And I've, I'm trying to start some other things on that side of the greenhouse. So, but look how well the potatoes are doing this. These are going to be the sweet peppers. They're a little slower than I would like, but we've got prolific, healthy green uh, peppers that I will let to go to orange or red, depending on, on the variety. Uh, and the bees are happy. 
Uh, there's some pickles. I call them pickles for cucumbers, but I like pickles for almond pickles. Uh, finally, as you can see, I've got some uh, watermelons coming through, and you can see oh my, my gosh. there. Nice. A rubber snakes keeping the critters away. Although some of the big birds of prey like them and they pick them up and drop them when they realize they're not real. Uh, but so far they're keeping some of the critters out. Uh, this is, I think the delicata squash. Uh, we don't have, uh, they're still in the flowering phase. The bees are going all over that. And then I have some of the regular zucchini squash over here, as you can see, again, the more rubber snakes in the area, just in case. And the tomatoes are starting to turn color. They've been a little later than I had hoped, but they're going well. And I've got another, uh, cucumber plant right in that barrel with the uh, with the tomatoes there. Uh, let's see what else we got. This is the pear, and I, you can see a snake hanging from the pear tree too. <laughs> but we got lots of good pears coming in. That's one of the ones that did well this year, despite a late freeze. We we didn't have a lot of other fruits, so it won't be an abundant year like years previous. But this is the start of my little orchard. Uh, we got pears and cherry. Oh, started some more lettuce, cycling through the lettuce. Different lettuces are coming back. And you can see in the background some corn growing in and carrots right across the way there. As well, green beans. And the green beans we had for dinner last night from the garden, oh my gosh, there's nothing like fresh green beans from your garden. You can go out and get any <laughs> organic green beans, Marjorie, from the grocery store, health food store. It won't be the same as what you picked no. and just right away ate and cooked. It was amazing. So it's, it's there's so the true. update. Update from us, Marjorie. And now I'm just so pleased that you're here also hopefully encouraging. And I know you are folks to do the same or better than we're doing. Yeah. Oh, you know, by the way, on that comfrey, what you can do and absolutely having the fresh stuff around for when you have a bone break mm -hmm. or um, even if you just have a cut or, or uh, any kind of wound or if you need to poultice something, but also it's going to grow. It's a hugely prolific plant. It's going to grow like crazy. Uh, collect the leaves and dry them. And then you can take like you crumble them up and then take like a cup of those crumbled up leaves, put it in a quart sized jar mm -hmm. and uh, cover it. With, so it'll you know, it'll go up to about this level. Right. Mm -hmm. And then cover it with boiling water. Put a okay. lid on it. Let it sit overnight. You know, maybe shake it a little bit whenever you before you go to bed. And mm -hmm. I often do this like I'll I'll put the water on to boil while I go brush my teeth. Mm hmm. Because, you know, it takes two, you know, three minutes to brush your teeth. And by that time, the water is boiling. So it's kind of fits into my lifestyle. I have to sit around and wait. And um, then you um, in the morning, you're going to pour off that really dark looking fluid and mm -hmm. drink it. And it's unbelievably rich in minerals. I mean, it's mm. a super vitamin. Uh, astonishing how much calcium is in it. And, and the really cool thing about that nutrition is it's really, really, really bioavailable. I mean, it's just coming mm -hmm. right out of these herbs, which your body yeah. expects. It will just soak it right. Oh my God. Give me that. Right. It sure That's does. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I sometimes I like to throw a little bit of licorice root in there, maybe a little bit of honey or something to make it kind of taste a little bit, but it's not bad tasting, but you mm -hmm. know, I'm a little bit spoiled. Not like drinking delimiting straight. Like I did. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, just a fantastic multivitamin and mm -hmm. um you know and you're gonna have a lot believe me comfrey is very very prolific it's a wonderful plant so i can basically take those huge beautiful green leaves cut them dry them you said crumble mm -hmm. them up in like a mason jar of some size halfway up yeah. fill the water uh, soak do i soak the water overnight or do i soak it only after i then put the rest boiling water then do the soaking overnight well what you're going to do is you're going to dry the leaves and then you'll just we call it garbling you know you just yep. kind of crumble them up right and that's how you're going to store the leaves either in a bag or a big jar and they're going to be dry okay and then you'll take like about a cup of those leaves 
or heaping cup full and mm -hmm. put it in the bottom. I don't have an empty mason jar. I've always drinks yeah. out of mason jars. Put in an empty mason jar. You can put it in the bottom, and it'll, like I said, it'll fill up. You're going to be approximately about a third of the mason jar when you have that volume of comfrey leaves in there. Okay. And then pour boiling water on it until it completely comes up to the top of the jar. Put a lid on it. Maybe move it around a little bit and let it sit overnight. And mm -hmm. there's something about it going from that hot mm -hmm. to cool yeah. over that, you know, eight to 10 to 12 hour period mm -hmm. that really extracts all the nutrients out. And when you, when you pour it off to drink the next day, mm -hmm. you'll see that that liquid is really dark and the nice. reason it's really dark is it is loaded <laughs> with minerals so you like it i had a friend of mine goes marjorie it looks like used motor oil i said that that's not very good branding and marketing right there let's not mention that <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like that's, that's, a, that's yeah. something we're going to do between now and your next visit and i'll talk about okay. that so yep. thank you for sharing that it's, as well it's called a, a nourishing infusion and mm -hmm. it's you know i mean you were talking uh with your, your previous guest dr uh robbie yeah uh, robbie Mm -hmm. Malnutrition is everywhere. It's not just copper. It's mm. the yeah. gamut, right? Mm. We, the malnutrition is everywhere. So getting good nutrition, and you can do that really quickly and really easily. And it's something you're going to want to do, especially as we enter into this collapse scenario, mm -hmm. is make sure that you're maintaining your your nutrition. You know your nutrition. Yeah, level. you you can survive on calorie deficit for a long time as long as you have the minerals. You know the essentials coming in. I mean, we have the ability to be a lot let's say less gravitationally challenged than whatever we are today. Gravitationally challenged. Yeah, oh my so. God. You know, during the, the Cuban, uh, they called it a special period. I love how governments mm -hmm. come up with names for this. The average Cuban lost 20 pounds. Uh, I thought, Oh my goodness. I think if the average American lost 20 pounds, nobody would notice. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? But you know, <laughs> it is part would, of what we're dealing with, with, uh, you know, uh, let's say the abundance of so-called foods or calories, I, I dare not call it all food that people in the West eat, but calories, um, we can do with a lot less. We know that we can do that, we know that. but yeah. we would choose uh, not know, to based on our comfort levels, but you know, things are changing. When you eat, uh, your homegrown food, like you were talking about those green beans mm -hmm. that are much more nutritionally dense, mm -hmm. you'll find that you need less of it. True. And you'll find when you're doing these nourishing infusions and that you are loaded minerally that you need less food because, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, a lot of the times the reason where people are overindulging in these empty calories is, you you know, you eat something and your body goes, OK, great. And then it's like, wait a minute, um, uh, you know, we still don't have what we need. Could you eat some more? And you mm -hmm. eat some more of these empty calories. And I'm like, uh, wait a minute, uh, you know, could you eat some more? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're looking for nutrients here. There's no nutrients in this. Eat some more. And, you know, people are way overeating because the food is fundamentally mm -hmm. devoid of anything real mm -hmm. uh, except for, you know, cheap, cheap carbohydrates, basically, which you cannot live on cheap carbohydrates. So. No, not long without inducing more disease states. Marjorie, the, you know, the, even the tip you gave about the comfrey today, this is why, folks, if you haven't plugged in by going to rsbfood.com, these are the kind of things you can access even for free to be partaking in these webinars from time to time. And then you can go further, of course, in your discovery with uh, what Marjorie has learned over the years and she's teaching. Uh, and I know you're appearing with our good buddy, Mike Adams, a lot as well. And, and he appreciates all that you're bringing. And uh, we don't have the reach of Mike Adams, although he's a friend, but 
Uh, for those of you who are in this audience who haven't heard about the great news that Marjorie is bringing out to us, even as we co cover the so-called bad news about look what happened in Sri Lanka and other places. Oh, gosh. The point yeah. is not waiting for a rescue from government or centralized bureaucracy. That's just a death trap, so to speak. We can do the things right now that our ancestors did because that was normal. And now it's become Abby normal or abnormal. We've got to do this. And uh, if you're yeah. intimidated by it, Marjorie, what you're doing is great, greatly taking the intimidation factor out of the equation. You know, you can do this if you think about it. Uh, other than maybe the past few generations, all of your ancestors did it. A lot of them could not read or write. None of them had Google. You know, they, they knew how to do this. Another really inspiring tidbit was uh, during World War II, the Victory Garden Movement, which was, you know, one of the last real big pushes for homegrown food in the United States. 20 million novice Americans within the first year were producing 40% of the produce that the United States consumed. I mean, that was mm -hmm. huge. It was huge. And they were all beginners. Um, and, and they were producing a huge amount just in backyards and front yards and all over the place. So it can be done, you know, and you, you can do it. And uh, I, I bet even Super Don will testify to this. You know, when you start getting out there, mm -hmm. um, that's the most enjoyable part of your day. <laughs> you know, you'll be out there in the garden and checking out the plants and seeing the little butterflies. I, I and, think, I think Super know. Don has indicated that he actually it, it doesn't mind it or maybe even a little bit enjoys it. It's true. It's true. I mean, in fact, just the other day it was, I got, I got wrapped up in something like that and I missed my watering mm -hmm. that night. It was dark, you know, and yeah. I was I just, whatever, I guess I could have gone out there with a flashlight, but I was like, you yeah, know, whatever, I'll just do it in the morning. So I actually got up an extra 15 minutes early mm -hmm. in the morning so I can yeah. get out there and, and do the water. But you're right. I mean, I probably go out and look at my plants three times a day. You know, Aww. not that, you know, anything major yeah. is going to be happening during in between there. But, you know, I just I'm kind of excited because <clears throat> it was slow to start. And actually on those those tomatoes plants I was showing you, we had a here in, in Oregon. Uh, sometimes the winter will extend a little bit farther than you think it's going to where it'll tease you and think, oh, hey, it's spring. Oh, nope, nope, not quite. Mm -hmm. And so three of my tomato plants uh, got damaged by a frost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I could just pull them out and go get some new ones. I was like, you know what? They're already in there. Let's just see what happens. And so I just picked all the dead stuff off. And um, lo and behold, now they're doing great. And they're, oh, they're happy awesome. and green and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I'm having Norm fun with it. Normally when I, uh, when I do starts, I'll do two or three or four times what I need. First of all, seeds are usually you got a lot of seeds. You got way more seeds than you need. And you're doing your starts in trays. You can do a, way more starts than you can plant. And that's great to have a few back for just like that because those late freezes or the crazy things that happen happen pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have mm -hmm. a set of backup plants. And the other thing mm -hmm. is, is you got stuff to give away to friends mm -hmm. and family. Like who doesn't love a tomato start? You know, <laughs> you yeah. can just, right. yeah, hey, here's some tomato starts. You know, you get your neighbors going. Like they may not have done it but you handed them some plants and now they're going to go for it so um yeah so a uh, super don so when you get to the other parts of mm -hmm. growing things like rabbits and chickens and i love it because i you know i have an online you guys you guys are in front of your computers a lot and it's great to just get up mm -hmm. and every hour every two hours just get up out of that chair go mm -hmm. outside even if it's only for two or three minutes oh it's therapy for me honestly yeah 
you know, look off in the distance. So you're using your long vision versus this close up vision all the time. You're getting some sunshine. You're getting mm -hmm. you're getting some wind. You're getting some fresh air. You're breathing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're moving around a little bit. We all know that movement is way more important than exercise and and regular you know once an hour moving around just a little bit you know <laughs> and that's you yeah. know great it's great to go check on your food supply <laughs> so super d this morning you had an experience of frustration you got up early to get <laughs> stuff together and then kaput the, the 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 blip in the electrical flow suddenly you lost a lot of the work and now you were behind in time and you actually for those that get the uh newsletter i'm trying to get this right <laughs> Uh, send RSB <laughs> yes. to two, two, eight, two, eight, or just sign up at robertscatbell.com and get the plugged in and super D sent out a poll question that was very related to his experience this morning. Uh, and I don't know if one of the options, uh, of this here, look, it says when the power goes out, not if, but when, uh, wiping out two hours of work on the newsletter, how should you react? Kick the cat, <laughs> kick the cat. No, he doesn't have a cat to kick. Light yourself on fire and jump out the window. <laughs> Call in an airstrike on the power company. Scream, ah! Well, con, oh, that was a, a Star Trek reference. I now see that. Or finish the day's show prep and then start over. Sorry, it's late today. As you said, the only thing not there was uh, uh, not sure or, hey, I'm going to go out in my garden and just balance my brain out. So uh, that was your oh my gosh. morning. You know what? I uh, I uh, I broke my teeth on computers like way back with a VIC-20 or a Commodore 64. I mean, way way back when computers were just first coming out. Mm -hmm. And the very and the very first PCs, we only had DOS. There was no you know GUIs or anything. And the very first thing you learned was you needed like I I save all the time. Save that file. Save that file. Save that file. It's a uh, uh, yeah, I usually do as well, but it was one of those times where this morning, you know, I was just kind of like, well, I'm just going to do what I'm doing. And so I was, and then it just like yeah. an hour and a half, two hours of show prep, boom, just gone. And I was just like, <sighs> oh, check this out. Super D as Marjorie encourages you and me too. I haven't done chickens and rabbits yet. That's next level, but important stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. the picture in the chat room that Lori put up is hilarious. And, and I don't know if Marjorie's seen this before, but I don't know if you can show it. Uh, uh, basically a couple of images with uh, very funny statements around them uh, pictures of chickens with eggs and one of them says farm fresh butt nuggets <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I want to see that yeah you got to see this and, and oh there they are and the other one says chickens the pet that poops breakfast <laughs> pet that yeah sometimes they call it pets with benefits I like that yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. oh my gosh and oh. and and I tell you, the chickens next door are really friendly. They love seeing me because I'll, I'll feed them little grass clippings and, 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 and uh, even some extra dandelion that we can't use. They love it. And occasionally the neighbors are kind. They go, hey, you want some extra eggs? So until we have our own, um, these are things that, uh, you know, I know it's hard for folks that are renting and it's not everybody can do this. I recognize that. But uh, for those of you, once we said about um, having something of value that is not diminished to the point that it becomes toilet paper like federal reserve notes is important so that even if you can't, you know, produce all the food that you have something of value in trade and in barter, whether it be, you know, from an economic standpoint of what we're used to trading in quarter pieces of paper. I've talked about the gold backs as one viable option, the old fashioned silver dimes and other, these are things that are time tested. But at the same time, if you have things of value or you have a skill that is not just typing on a computer, these are things that will offer a, a nice way to say, I have things that you don't have. You have X, the herbs. We talked about the herbs, Marjorie. 
Yeah. You, you, you know, herbs yeah. can grow in small areas. You don't have to grow all your food. Now you have viable tinctures you've made that are medicine for people in these scenarios that we're seeing manifest. You know, that comfrey, by the way, the chickens would also like to eat that comfrey. That's another okay. one of their favorites. So you got, you got a lot of use. Comfrey is is an amazing plant. So you mm. get a lot of uses for that comfort. But yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I like to say um, growing your own food is like printing your own money. Mm -hmm. uh, very good friend of mine that lives in Dallas, got one of these houses, you know, two, $3 million houses, super wealthy guy, I, 50 companies. He owns 50 companies, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, I, and I don't know. I said, well, you know what? Uh, you're probably going to be fine for a while because you've got the money, but there are scenarios where there won't be any food. Um, you know. <laughs> well, and there are scenarios in people that have all of their, let's say, investments in intangibles or what they might think is tangibles in terms of cash. And we've seen that in these grid down scenarios long term, particularly in socialized nations, whether it be Venezuela, Zimbabwe, the money that you think you have worked and earned and saved, whether you have it under a mattress or in a bank. Uh, becomes worth less and less and less until none at all. We're witnessing that in terms of inflationary. Did, did you pressure. see the bank runs in China? Like yeah. all of all places, China is having yeah. bank runs. Like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was it um, in the early 1900s, the stock market closed for a couple of years. And it was somewhere around World War One. They just shut down for a couple of years. I mean, you know, uh, these things do happen. Uh, and it historically has happened before. So, um, you know, whatever you're thinking you, you're hot shot with, with your Tesla or your Google or whatever, mm. you know, stocks are not really a real investment. Um, yeah. So absolutely. And skills, skills mm. are the best. You can yeah. transport them anywhere. They go with you. They're in your head. <laughs> you know, um, we all know the classics. You know, I was talking to somebody recently, like, what is the number one thing I should focus on? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, your health. We, we still have, you know, what you trust in the medical or dental system. I'm not saying they're the best, but, you know, if you've been putting off that hernia surgery, go do that right now. Go do it right now, right? You know, if you, if you know there's a crown that needs replacing on your teeth, go, go do that. Or, you know, I think cataract surgery is a pretty minor thing that will help you. I mean, there's some small surgeries that, that you know, you want to be careful with the medical system. Mm -hmm. I don't think the medical system is going to be available for much longer. Or if it is, you're probably not going to have access to it. So take, you know, your health. And then, and then we were talking about nutrition, you know, mm -hmm. um, start making sure you're getting loaded up with nutrients and you're, you're, you're working out and you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're working on your health. Your health is way more important mm -hmm. than, than any of your financial assets. That's yeah. for sure. So, yeah, when I'm, I'm doing events, uh, of course, uh, I have an event later tonight. I'll be emceeing and talking. And, I'll, I'll, you know, one of my first things I will bring up, you know, I ask the question, how many of you have gardens? How many of you are growing? And, and in this area, thankfully, many people are very aware and are growing food. And that's, uh, you know, you mentioned the Liberty Gardens. I, oh, well, Victory Gardens. I like to call them today Liberty Gardens. But yeah. the the uh, the ability you said forty percent of the produce that was needed was suddenly available not because it was being driven in on diesel trucks, but because it was happening in backyards and side yards and front yards all across America at the time. There is no reason that can't be done again. In fact, every reason why it needs to be done again is my point as well as yours. And so, part of our communication is not just talking about how dangerous the so-called jabs are, but beyond that, because a lot of people have figured that out now, is like. 
what are you going to eat when people are not able to produce anything because they don't and they're relying on deliveries that aren't coming? What was it? Some report came out a little while ago. Somebody who analyzes the global food supply and they were saying we have 10 weeks of wheat left on the planet globally. That's it. That's the supply we have. There's just not a lot growing. You know, the Ukrainian farmers are trying to figure out how to stay alive in that war. So they're not planting U.S. farmers. There's huge drought going on. There's all kinds of problems. You know, there's there's issues all around the world. And I'm like, wow, the whole planet is going to go on a gluten free diet here pretty soon. Well, <laughs> that, that's the side uh, ironic, weird, strange side benefit is you talked about weight loss on, uh, that when you're carrying too much and it's like one of those starvation diets, not on purpose, but you're not eating what you did. But also, as I talked about our reliance on empty calories that precipitates chronic disease, like even diabetes, uh, that a lot of these things will resolve on healthier food, even less of it, that some of these things will remediate. Now you're talking about things that might require surgical repair. That's an interesting thought. And, and, you know, I don't know what the availability of that would be in certain grid down scenarios. Somehow life goes on in a different way. And I think there'll be more ability to pay for a dentist with a chicken, you know, for instance, that yeah. kind of barter will come Well, you know, the thing about like a dentist, like, like take a, let's take a look at a dentist. Like now some of them do have 3D printers where they can print the thing there, but a lot of them actually send the stuff out to a lab, right? And then there's the materials and then there's this whole supply chain thing. Like dentists have this whole, all these supplies and materials that they have to rely on the whole complex system. So the same thing with the medical system. I mean, you know, maybe they can go in there and do the hernia surgery in a grid down situation. The point is, is it's, you know, I mean, uh, my former husband had a hernia for, for years and it was kind of interesting to see that intestine come out you push it back in. I'm like, hun, you need to get that fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do it now. Why not? You know, why not? I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the medical system by, by any means, Mm -hmm. but for simple stuff like that, that could make a big difference in your life you know, in a year or two years, certainly teeth, right? No. Certainly teeth, whatever you can do to fix your teeth or you get those cavities filled, get those crowns put on, you know, uh, cause a tooth and an infected tooth. Um, you yeah. Know, you don't want to be like, what was that castaway with, uh, Tom Hanks taking the, the he was trying however, to pull his I mean, own. it was brutal. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I didn't yeah. want to think about it having dealt with, but yeah. So, I mean, but there's, the point is, is there are some really simple things that are fairly inexpensive, you know, day in, day out surgeries for minor medical stuff. Go get that fixed, go take care of that, start working on your health, you know, you know, quit that smoking. If you're doing that, or if you're drinking, you know, really you got to focus on, on, on your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is your, it always has been, but more importantly than ever for what we're about to go into, you're not going to have the backup systems that you can rely on. All right. Um, uh, Marjorie Superdy says we have some questions or comments coming from the chat room. If you want to put them them up on this, on the, the, the visual board so we can all see it too. Uh, Jack ERN, we're moving to zone seven B soon. So didn't put in a big garden this year in Wisconsin and uh, any ideas from Marjorie planting raised beds in Reno, Nevada have well water there. Also, this has been, uh, stressing me. That's what she says. Okay. Okay. Seven B that's a great zone actually. And you know, you get a nice bit of freezes and then it's also pretty warm Reno, Nevada. Glad you have well water because, you know, mm-hmm. I actually think growing in the desert is, uh, one of the easier bioregions because you don't have as much insect pressure, nor great, do you have uh, weed pressure. 
but you absolutely have to have water. So, um, and then of course you're going to want to mulch the heck out of that thing. Also, um, people may not realize it, but right now it is in the Southern states. Then I think it would also be applicable in, in Reno, uh, planting the fall garden is often a lot more successful than a spring garden, just because as the plants are maturing, it's getting colder and colder. And again, you, you're not going to have that insect pressure. Mm. And, uh, you know, um, people think about cool season crops like, you know, your kale or your broccoli or your lettuces, the things that you can also cut and come back to all the time. A lot of these leafy greens, mm -hmm. you want to get them started in the fall. Uh, and that way you can eat off of them all winter. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not necessarily going to, they'll, they'll, they'll be producing some leaves, but you don't want to start with little baby starts like yeah. in the winter to get, they're just not going to have enough sunlight and grow. Mm -hmm. But if they're already fairly big plants, then, you know, you can, uh, you can just keep pulling off of them and they'll do you know, that way you've got uh, a supply of greens mm -hmm. all, uh, all winter. And uh, I actually really enjoy the fall gardening more than the, than the spring gardening often. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you, well, I guess um, I absolutely recommend raised bed gardens. Mm -hmm. And the reason I recommend raised bed, and I like to do them two cinder blocks high, you know, approximately 12 feet by, by you know, five feet. You know, we're talking about 50 square foot per bed. Mm -hmm. And I come too high because that way I can sit on the edge of the cinder block and reach in. And it's, you know, especially good for people who have limited mobility um, or physical strength. Mm -hmm. um, but the main reason is, is that soil you're you're very aware that that soil in that raised bed is your garden soil uh, and you want to get the highest quality soil as you possibly can in there really good soil is the secret to a green thumb and people often underestimate how important the soil is you I know mean, most people are thinking mama told me not to drag that in the house or you know <laughs> or it's just there to hold up the plant that's not mm. true mm. there is an incredible symbiotic relationship with roots yeah. and the plants to nourish the plant you want to get the best quality soil you can and then you're going to want to keep adding nutrients mm -hmm. to that that soil and so composting your comfrey uh yeah. dregs from your infusions nice. would be great yeah we've been yeah. utilizing di you know different organic uh, teas and different things that we use even coffee grounds and things mm -hmm. uh that are helpful to replenish soil of course you know being in the high desert where we are we learned from a local uh guy who helped us to build the greenhouses of a modified hugel culture where you're actually uh, taking a, kind of a plastic sheeting underneath the soil or even raised beds if you're doing it that way and and putting wood chips at the bottom decaying mm -hmm. vegetation layer and then the soil so when you saturate the water it is retained deep below and can keep me you know as it dries above you still have the the roots accessing water long after in a desert it would have been dried out that's a great strategy because that wood and that decaying wood is just acting like a big sponge to hold mm -hmm. that water in down there, which is an awesome technique. So, yeah. yeah. And sometimes people will line it with something just so that you don't like I used to grow in sand. Mm -hmm. uh, and and instead of just having that bottom be a sand bottom, I would put in like a, a layer of clay mm -hmm. just to stop losing my nutrients. Right. So that yeah. clay barrier it would still you don't want it to be a complete bowl because you don't want that water to sit in These the bottom and go anaerobic. But it would it, you know, I wouldn't lose all my nutrients. So uh, the, these yeah. are the kind of things, Marjorie, that if people plug in, if they go over to rsbfood.com during the webinars and even after you can ask these questions and you can yep. you know have access to already so many things that are there that many people have asked the same questions and, and everybody kind of transitions through this as they learn new things. So 
Uh, the, I, this is kind webinar, of a microcosm of that. Yeah, the, the webinar, I'll go through um, a three-part system mm -hmm. that'll show you and empower you to be able to grow half of your own food in your backyard, uh, actually in a three-car space, like three mm -hmm. parking spots. Yeah. Um, and you'll end up with a plan, mm -hmm. you know, step-by-step, -step, simple, easy to implement plan, no matter what time of year it is or what part of the country you live in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we also give you, it's not mentioned on that page, but we give you a lot of free resources. And like one of the favorite one is an ebook on 50 free fertilizers, <laughs> how to make your own fertilizer, which is now all of a sudden everybody with uh, Russia shutting off the uh yeah. fertilizers everybody like, how we do i'm like you know what you you've got plenty you, you can, can do, do it without nitrogen it. pellets it's true you can exactly. and it might be better for the plants here's another question coming in from pat uh let's see D oh her husband doug can butcher deer sheep goats turkeys and chickens but tell marjorie he's having a problem with killing cute little bunnies okay oh <laughs> i know the, the bunnies are are really uh it is it is tough i i will not say that i like bunnies but one of the reasons that i like bunnies is mm -hmm. because in a grid down situation you know a deer that's a big chunk of meat and you've mm -hmm. got to figure out how to preserve that right away yeah. or if you're in a cold climate you know maybe you can freeze it right in your backyard but if you're in you know the south or even reno yeah you gotta so bunnies you can process one and i mean it takes me about 15 or 20 minutes to process a bunny from start to clean up mm. uh, and then i can go take that into the kitchen uh, and cook it it's good for a family-sized meal right then and there. If there are any leftovers, I throw it on a pot and just put it in a stock pot on the back where you can keep a little bit of a flame on it, and it'll be fine for 24 hours. So I can totally, you know, um, it's a lot easier to process, you know, 50 bunnies than it is to process one cow. Mm -hmm. And that's... Uh, um, no, you're you right. Know. The preservation issue, if think about it, if worst case scenario, you don't have an ability to, to generate the electricity to keep things frozen uh, and safe for a long period of time, you got to think about those things. That's why, again, this is so good when you go to the rsbfood.com and, and plug in that there are things you might not have ever thought about. And it's like, why do we need to reinvent the thinking of things that have already been thought about and resolved? And, and so you do things that don't end up wa being wasteful in a sense. And, and you're efficient with your action. I call that the law of economy in that context. Uh, real quick, I need to mention uh, upcoming events. Oh, there's another one. Oh, yeah, Mary says, thank you, Marjorie, for your online class. We always grow a garden, but this year we did big. Harvested about eight bushels of potatoes and now collecting 20 to 30 squash and zucchini a day. You really encouraged me. Thank you so much. Oh, that makes my heart happy. Oh, That's wonderful. thank you, Mary. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that, that really makes me feel good too. I mean, we... It, 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 we really, it, we're really at that point. Mary, good on you. Thank you so much. And, you know, the Grow Network has a really active and engaged uh, forums area where we have a lot of experienced homesteaders. And if you want to reach out to me personally, just do the at sign Marjorie Wildcraft. And I read all of them and try to get back to as many of them as possible. And I definitely would love to hear from you. So thank you. Yeah, wonderful. And and you mentioned ter uh, about the health issue. And I want to say this, while we still have access to information and even being able to go to places and learn, if you're not only just online, there's, again, something about the human experience interaction I still love to do. And I encourage you, I'll be on, I'll be on August 6th, let me see, August 6th, uh, Saturday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, August 6th, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I would love to see everybody that is, uh, well, consider, I don't know who's trying to call me. Do you hear that? Or is that just me that I'm hearing that? I don't think it's coming through. 
But what I'm trying to relate while I'm getting this call in my ear, I don't know why that's happening. The Journey of Healthcare Interactive Summit of Leading Health Experts. We're talking also about COVID jab issues. And if there's any way to save people, and I don't know, I I realize we can't save everybody, but if we can remediate that, if you're here because you want to be here and live a long life and you want to see kids and grandkids, we've got to work on our health. And there are good people doing that, like Judy Mikovich, like uh, Tracy Straub, Len Brankowitz, and Jamie Dorley from Nutritional Frontiers. And I'll be there for that event and a number of other events coming up. So check out nutritionalfrontiers.com. While we still have access, I don't know, even as we talk about, we know we're always getting closer to what we're seeing happen. At the same time, I'm not one that knows the definitive date when it all comes down, right? So we still got to live. We still got to plan. We still got to do things. At the same time, you plan. You trust in God, tie up your camel, as they say. And uh, these events well, we, are real. Go ahead. We we are headed to the end of the world as we know it, right? We are. That is it. But the good news is it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of the world as we know it, right? The sun is still going to come up. It's still going to rain. We're still going to have families we love. There's still going to be people around us. You know, I mean, we're still going to have challenges. We're still going to have wins. We're going to have law. I mean, life is going to go on. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be really different. And, uh, you know, people who can adapt and who can adjust and hopefully everybody watching this has been done some preparations. You're going to be fine. You know, (laughs) you're going to be okay, but it is going to change pretty drastically. So yeah, if you haven't gotten started, definitely do it today. Shifting our values before we're forced to do so, it's less traumatic. And that's why I say kudos, seriously, Super Don. I'm not blowing smoke. You know what I'm saying? That you're out there doing the little that you've done. It's not just a little. It's significant. And also, it really is a wonderful example for anybody in situations like yours where you're always working. You can't. You found a way to do it. And now we're showing the results. I mean, it's not a, a huge form. Well, we used to joke say. that the name yeah. of the of the webinar was, you know, uh, you know, it's so easy. Super Don can even do it, right? You right. Know? Yes. Um, and and <laughs> yes. so, you know, I had to I had to live up to the challenge there. And, yeah, that's and, right. You know what? It's yeah. it's not. It really is not hard. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, and it didn't take long. You know, yeah. I just went down the nursery, got the start, dug a hole in. Yeah. You know, well, okay. I put a little bit of work into it because I had to kind of replace some of the soil and mix yeah. some stuff in and stuff. But you know, I mean, it took me maybe an hour. You know, to, to get the stuff all planted in there. And then now now it's just watering it and mm-hmm. it grows, you know. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it it's is, not that hard to is. get started. It really yeah. is not that hard. As a rough guideline, um, mm-hmm. about 40 percent of the time is going to be just what you're talking about. Bed prep, planting, you know, maybe mulching, getting your watering set up. About 20% of the time is going to be watering, maybe picking a few weeds, kind of monitoring things. And then this is what surprises people is the other 40% of the time is in harvesting and prepare, you know, processing. And people don't realize that it actually takes a lot of time to go, you know, pull the squash off and you know, clean them a little bit or, you know, all those tomatoes and, and pull off the stems and things. Um, the harvest part um, I don't know how many times I've had people that started and had these beautiful gardens and then never got around to harvesting. Yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they just underestimated how much time that takes. Yeah. So, you know, put make sure you got that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you got that in mind that the harvesting and that actually is the best time to bring kids in. Mm. And if you want to get kids introduced yeah. to the garden, go during the harvest, harvest time because they love yeah. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, you got the, so the grandkids now, Super D. I don't. I got I don't the gaggle think, of grandkids and the adult kids too could get involved. Sure, but, but yeah. Autumn, yeah. your little baby Autumn is too young. Probably will not be harvesting this fall. Just becoming not for a while. Right yeah, now, but, she needs but, to be more than. Uh, yeah, and, and and the great thing about the grandkids old. is mm-hmm. they don't know that like this is the first time you've done it. They think, "Oh, grandpa's been right. doing this all his life," you know. <laughs> That'll be a memory, a, a great memory. Of course, these are things that are yeah. beautiful. So, uh, Marjorie, the next webinar coming up. Uh, oh my is, goodness! Yeah. Where do, did I lose you, Marjorie? You're there, right? Can, you, can you hear me? Do you got the yes. sound? Yeah, we just okay. lost your visual. I can hear you. Yeah, so I think much. my camera just got got tired for some reason. So no I've worries. got a new but, camera. That's okay. Yeah. So just briefly, and Superdon, maybe you know this already, the next webinar officially, you could sign up anytime, but you, you have these from time to time available live. So, Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got it set up now where you can just sign up anytime and it's okay. a 72 hour free showing. Um, uh, and then, you know, and you get the bonus. We get the, we, we include uh, the, the 50 free fertilizers ebook. We also have a video on um, how to feed your chickens for free. Mm-hmm. So how to make your own free chicken feed. Yep. I don't recommend you do that in the beginning, but you know, you want to, you want to know how to, you, when the, when the grocery stores close, the feed stores are going to close. So you need to be mm-hmm. prepared for that. We also have another, it's a really quick little weekend plan on how to make an automatic waterer that you know, it's just using a five gallon bucket and a little uh, gravity fed float valve so that way you mm-hmm. can make it really easy to water your livestock. Uh, and a few other resources. Oh, there's a really funny one on composting. <laughs> My friend David the Good and I, he made this really funny video on how to compost anything. And the funniest line in it is how to compost your enemies. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's like, anything, how do you compost anything? I'm like, David, that's pushing it. And he goes, well, you know, marketing. But anyway, so we have some really great resources that come along with the webinar. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and you know, yeah, rsbfood.com. And uh, mm-hmm. we'd love to have more of the of the community in there. Well, thank you for all that you do, Marjorie. It's always fun to have you on board uh, relating these things. And, and I'm just so excited because you think about where we started and where Superdome was to, to have a, a show and tell like that. I'm like, it really happened. This, is, this can happen. Good job, Superdome. Yeah, absolutely. Good job. Thank you very much. Yes, exactly. Well, big hugs to you, Marjorie. Again, anytime there's uh, critical announcements that need to be made, we're here for you to get that out to the world as well. But we continue this two hours a day, six days a week. And uh, if you're able to, Marjorie, once in a while, say, hey, to your audience, let them know about this as a resource in health and healing as well as good news uh, that we're out here doing what we do. So thank you for that. Yeah, Yeah, I like to post these interviews to the community. So, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Just a real quick announcement. My book mm-hmm. uh, is going to be available on Audible uh, oh. on Monday. So they're going to have the Audible version of the growth system. So I'm super stoked about that. So, yeah, we need to get that link so we can put it out there for everybody. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for having me on. And, yeah, we'll be on next month and maybe we'll talk chickens. All right. All right. Sounds Alrighty. good, Marjorie. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye, Super Don. Bye-bye. All right, that's Marjorie Wildcraft joining us for rsbfood.com. Sign up, get plugged in, and uh, love having her on board. And we've really come a ways. Honestly, uh, many of you have, too. We're hearing stories and seeing pictures. So please keep sending those pictures in or even little videos that we can post or link to uh, to encourage others that it's like it's not impossible. It's not nearly impossible. It's not it, It's not even that hard on the, you know, there are certain aspects of certainly in prep and harvesting, as Marjorie pointed out, but uh, it is well worth it. The time investment and learning and get the kids and grandkids involved if you can. 
All right. As we're wrapping up the show, we got a few more minutes here. I think we've got some questions of the day as well. Uh, by the way, the, the, the green thumb story about, uh, you know, getting in the garden and finding out you benefit issues of depression, interestingly enough, uh, that's a, that's a big one. If you think about it, green thumb, less blues study finds gardening benefits, mental health. And I think this relates to a uh, question of the day that has come in here. Let me see if this is right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this. This one from Stephanie Superdon. If you could put that one up on uh, the screen for people that are watching, they can read. I'll start it now. It says, hey, RSB, uh, I'm currently studying at Trinity in the CNHP program. I'm helping my sister to work on her diet and lifestyle, and I'm struggling in one area. She started taking Zoloft after having a baby about nine months ago for anxiety. I'd like to have her wean off the Zoloft as I believe is causing some of the issues she's having with lethargy, sleep, and GI issues. In addition, I don't think the Zoloft has helped her to reduce her anxiety anyway. What would you suggest for a natural way to manage anxiety? Of course, meditation, breath work, and exercise are on my list of suggestions, Stephanie says. I'm wondering if I should uh, suggest a mood lift from Nutritional Frontiers. Uh, that's a great idea for sure, uh, nutritional and herbal support or full spectrum CBD products, which they have there at cbdnf.com. I'd love any suggestions you may have. She also has a history of blood clots and takes a daily blood thinner. So I want to be cautious about what I suggest based on that. Thanks much, Stephanie. All right. Well, um, as far as I know, there's no contraindications at the mood lift product and or CBD for clotting issues. We do know that mineral deficiencies can result in, 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 in clotting issues. We come back to the copper uh, uh, for appropriate uh, blood function, if you will, that I cannot overlook. And also, um, what, what we say about anxiety post-pregnancy, a lot of the uh, postpartum issues of depression or emotional swings are due to obviously rapid fluctuations in the endocrine production, hormonal shifts, right? You drop suddenly something and it's like, oh my gosh, I feel horrible. Uh, so we go back to the precursors to uh, proper endocrine function and say, hey, are there any indications that your sister is lacking good essential fats in her diet, even good healthy saturated fats in her diet, so that the endocrine system is supported, the hormone system is supported? That's something to, to not overlook. Also, from a mineral perspective, remember we talked about a gestational diabetes, mineral deficiencies like chromium, for instance, uh, that can result in um, various anxiety issues, agitation, hypoglycemia. So replenishing the, the chromium and, and vanadium that we get from the food research form of a whole foods form of, of chromium, you can get that and have, Stephanie, have your sister get the food research chromium product. Uh, that is from choosetobehealthy.com. You can use the code RSB5 because you can't overstate the importance of remineralizing a body that just had a baby, especially if there are these symptoms that are manifesting that would indicate the body has given up almost all of its stores for that developing child. And now you're left with a deficient body postpartum. And that is not indicating a, a deficiency of Zoloft, as you know. Now, be careful when you're titrating down any kind of those, those psychiatric, psychotropic medications, SSRIs, et cetera, because that's where you can see depression exacerbated, made worse, ideation, suicide, homicide, these violent things that can occur. So be very careful in monitoring that or have her work with somebody that can while transitioning off of something like that, that medication. And uh, yes, CBD, I believe, can be very helpful. Certain key minerals, obviously very helpful. Get out in the garden as well uh, if she can. 
Yeah, you know, if the baby's still wearing wearing the baby on a papoose or something, you know, uh, get out there in the garden with the baby too, while we're in the summer months. Uh, let's see. Finally, another question here from Anthony. Uh, Anthony writes in, "Hello from New York City. Love your show. Can you help me find a holistic dentist in New York City? I need a second opinion about oral surgery procedure that my dentist is recommending. It involves a gum biopsy and potential extraction of teeth." number three and number four due to a lesion that is pushing teeth roots apart. Thank you, Anthony. Well, Anthony, I would certainly be swishing and swirling with the bioactive silver hydrosol, but I don't know. I'm not in New York city anymore. I would have to reach out to some friends there. Maybe my buddy Carol Alt would know, but I did reach out to Jenny who's a pediatric dentist who I met and she's just a super, super kind and loving uh, person who happens to be a, a wonderful dentist in that area. But she recommended to me, a name out on Long Island, not far from the city. Uh, Super Don, do we have that? You, I think you dropped it into, uh, uh, let's see, where is it? Hind, Hindencenter.com. There it is. You've got it. H-I-N-D-I-N-Center.com. And if I click on that, and you you have it up there on the, uh, the website, uh, this was highly recommended by my friend Jenny. Uh, and she recommends, I don't know if it's just Dr. Hinden there, but if you if you look at the uh, the team there it includes Dr. Jeffrey Hinden and uh, she recommends strongly that that would be a great second opinion, uh, uh, a good uh, dentist. There's also a Dr. Jill Meyer and a Dr. Howard Hinden there as well. I don't know any or all of them, but if she recommends them, I would know that they're very well qualified and holistically oriented probably have come through maybe the IAOMT training that Jenny is, is aware of. And if anybody else is in uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, the New York city area that knows of someone they want to recommend, just send it in and we'll mention it on our next show, whether it be Sunday or Monday when we're back live, a uh, shout out to Glenn meter and his privacy action plan. I listened to it was a very comprehensive webinar yesterday evening. If you signed up, you'll get the replay accessibility. There were so many questions that came through. He almost went two hours uh, with it. So I hope that you've considered signing up for the privacy action plan and let us know what you've learned and anything we could do to help and bring these people that have expertise in areas that I don't have and Superdon doesn't have. We don't have all the answers, but we like to find people that have good options for you. And so I thank you for that. And hopefully uh, you keep submitting the questions and submitting the answers right here in the chat room at robertscatbell.com. Sign up for the newsletter. I said it. Take a while for me to get there, Superdon. St text RSB to 22828. Send RSB, my initials, to 22828. You'll get an immediate touch back. You could sign up for our newsletter, which Super Don puts out. And we'll find out what the end result of his frustration this morning. There it is, 22828. Send RSB to that. Uh, the frustration of losing a lot of work because you didn't have a backup unit. Uh, what do you do? We'll find out about that in the bonus round 60 seconds from now or if you're listening later on the podcast instantaneously because the power to heal is yours. Oh, I thought it was a great way to head into the weekend with Dr. Ravi and then Marjorie Wildcraft and so proud of Super Don. I just like I'm beaming. You don't you can't tell, but just loving that we both can share garden pictures. It's not just me. I'm not all alone in this. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm glad I did it. <clears throat> I mean, and I'm excited, you know, I'm just I'm excited. You know, uh, right now, I guess, I don't know. 
you know, I chose not to replant the uh, the onions, so we're going to find out. We're all going to find out here. I don't know if anybody's experienced this before, but what happens we'll all when learn. you plant like 50 Walla Walla onions all together in Bunch the same together. spot? Yeah, we'll, go we'll see what out. happens. Uh, it'll be a fun experiment, but mm-hmm. I'm excited because the zucchini are starting to grow. And so yeah. it's like, you know, it's the first thing where I can like go, right. hey, this is something that has grown that I'm going to be able to eat very soon, you know? Yeah, once they start happening, I mean, they will start growing and every day you'll have another one. If, I've if counted seven so far that I can yeah. I can see that are coming out. So yeah, so uh, that's kind of exciting. We're watching it as well. Once again, if you're dealing with pests, remember OrangeGuard.com, OrangeGuard.com, or go to your local Ace Hardware and you have an option to deal with the aphids and other things and there's the greenhouse. That's where I also have the strawberries. We showed a picture of growing strawberries in, in the greenhouse as well. And uh, I learned a lot on the uh, uh, comfrey today, what we could do with the leaves. Yeah. So now I'm going to be cutting those Marjorie's leaves. Marjorie's just a wealth of knowledge, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, that's she terrific. She all kinds of stuff. Minerally rich plant leaves that you can dry and, and, and convert into a superfood that you can drink. How cool is that? Yeah. So very excited about that. Uh, I think we covered most everything. I mean, there's certainly a few stories that inflation, food yeah. prices, but I, I think that's obvious and evident. You know what? It's all good yeah. stuff. And if, yeah. if you are interested to see what it was we didn't get to today, you can just yeah. head on over to uh, robertscottbill.com and check out the show notes. How did people respond to the poll question of the day? Because it was very personal <laughs> to you today. All right. So the question again this morning, I just whatever. I just, you know, I usually try and go light on the poll for Friday anyway. Yeah. But today just lent itself to, you know, uh, what it was. So when the power goes out, wiping out two hours of work on the newsletter, mm-hmm. how should you react? A, kick the cat. I don't have a cat. So no. Oh, and you know, I got, we got a phone call from Pat. Yeah. Pat was concerned. She, 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 was, she was saying that, you know, you shouldn't kick the cat. No, no. And then she's like, wait a minute, you don't have a cat, do you? No. But she was saying that maybe, you know, sometimes it's an all of the above type of situation, which, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I could say. In the moment, I felt that way. But anyway, yeah. uh, you, go, you kick the cat, light yourself on fire, jump out the window, call in an airstrike on the power company, hmm. scream, con! Captain Kirk. Yeah. Uh, or finish the day show prep and then start over. And yeah. I did apologize. It was late. It was a couple hours late this morning. Yeah. What I did was uh, literally what I did. What I literally did mm-hmm. was I, I. There were a couple of ex- expletives, mm-hmm. um, and then I got up mm-hmm. and I went and whined to my wife. Yeah, uh, and then I th- You know, I think actually I did before I got started on the thing. I did go outside to the garden uh, and yeah. check out the garden, yeah. and then came back in and then finished my work. Yeah. So anyway, the response. Let's see what people had to say. <laughs> uh. 20, wow, you know what? 71%. 71% said finish the day show prep yeah. and then start over, which is yeah. what I did eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15% said scream con! Yeah. That's where we get those uh, uh, those studies that say sometimes cussing is, is helpful. It does work. I, I can attest to the fact that it does work. Yeah. Uh, 5% said I should have called in an airstrike on the power company. <laughs> Uh, 4% said I should light myself on fire and jump out the window. And yeah. four people said kick the cat. Yeah, they don't like cats. That's not, That's not I, cool. I, I, I would not do that. Don't kick the um, dog either. Uh, by the way, this is something, it wasn't one of the options, but get a, a backup system. And I will say this. I got to do that. Yeah. For anybody that's on the fence, this is the kind of thing that helps us to do things we can't normally do, like help Super Don get a, a backup battery system. If you're not already a patron supporter, 
believe me, these little things that come up from time to time that can be a struggle, honestly. Uh, that's something that I would encourage you to do. You know, as little as five bucks a month to support what you get here on the show. Plus, you know, when we do our AMAs each month, we give away so much thanks to those that sponsor and support us that you end up coming out way ahead all the time. So uh, thank you for your consideration of that. And that's where that uh, money goes. Yeah, you know, it yeah. goes to pay pay the, the you know, the cost because it does. We This doesn't free what we do. Yeah. There isn't, an, you know, a cost every month for us to be able to do what it is that we're doing. And uh, anything that we do need for the show yeah. comes out of that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that would be cool. I may end up just doing it out of my own pocket, but because um, I tell you what, I don't want to repeat of this morning. That was just. Yeah, I, I've invested cool. in backup systems over the years and they last typically a very long time. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, then when you have them, in fact, if the battery goes bad, you don't necessarily have to buy the whole backup system. You can go in with like the battery store and say, here, this one's dead. And replace you can replace it. it. Yeah. So, uh, but those things it's have called been called a UPS, wild. I think. UPS. I remember we had a universal, bunch of those. Was it universal power supply or something like that? Uninterruptible power uninterruptible. supply. There it is. That's it. Yeah. We had a bunch of those at the network when we were when I was working right. uh, yeah. radio. Yeah, I mean, it's like were... a hazardous waste site now, but yeah, <laughs> time. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so what do yeah. we got going on for the weekend? I know I get a, I got an event tonight. For those of you who want to check out the upcoming events page, even if you're not where this is going to be held in person, there's a Zoom link and you can get a discount. Health 50 is the code if you go to it. Uh, and uh, it's put on by my friend Shazad over at uh, Defending Utah. And it'll be at the Salt Lake Community College Sandy Campus in the upcoming events tab. And if you click on it, it'll take you to a place to buy the tickets. Use the code HEALTH50 and save a significant portion just to be part of it. And it's going to be some great presentations there uh, that you'll want to hear and see. And so uh, you can enjoy from the comfort of your own home if you can't join us there. Uh, that'll be nice. And other upcoming events online and in person, we've mentioned and referenced them as well. And links are up always, these banners on the right-hand side of the page if you're on your computer. Our friends at Nutritional Frontiers have the certified organic U.S.-grown hemp CBD and um, great, great formulations. And we've got the Journey of Healthcare coming up August 6th and in Pittsburgh as well. Um, the Orange Garden Link, Trinity School, ChooseToBeHealthy.com, Goldbacks, Sovereign Silver. Do we have the Sovereign Copper uh, reference? I'm, I've been meaning to make sure that we have that direct link for people that want yeah, to Yeah, I'm still copper. waiting on a banner. but okay. um, If, if they're not going to get it yeah. for you, just grab something and do I it. i got to create something. Yeah. yeah. But I uh, want to get you plugged into all these good things. The hydrogen water from Synergy Science as well is all there. So, um, But yeah, for Sunday show, I don't know what we're planning at the moment, unless you had something in mind. We'll have to record tomorrow because Sunday I'm going yeah. back out to my sisters and okay. helping them with moving some stuff. So I'll be gone for the better part of that day. So we'll have to, we'll have to record something tomorrow. Okay. And then what do you got coming up this week? Uh, Dr. Jason Dean will be here on Monday. Oh, he rocks it. Yep. Uh, uh, Dr. Alvin Dannenberg. I'm not sure. I got to get the info on that from Kevin. Mm -hmm. uh, on Wednesday, Andy Locke Mears will be on. Andy Locke Mears is going to be talking to us about Germanic mm -hmm. healing knowledge. Yes. But it used to be I called German no idea what Germanic healing knowledge is, but I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have Emord on, and then uh, a guest, Tim Schur, will be on. Mm -hmm. Tim Schur. Are you sure? Yeah, we'll be sure about that, right? 
Tim Sure, better lives and businesses are one belief away, is what his his uh, his website says. So I guess we'll we'll find out what he's all about on Thursday. Scott Shara and Vera Sharav will be on on Friday. What a combo that's going to be! That'll be a yeah. combo, and yeah. um, I believe we'll be hearing from Eddie Stone from Touchstone Essentials. Talking about zeolites, and this is something actually we'll be introducing next week. That is fat. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Hold on, let me grab this. I want to show everybody. No. Okay, so we know what zeolites can do. The question is, can they produce, is there a possibility to produce a a form of zeolites that are not contaminated, right? We've talked about the metals at all. Well, that was the the, the problem before, because zeolites are not a new thing. Right. But there was was a a kind of a, a situation a few years ago mm-hmm. with zeolites where yeah. people were taking the zeolites and they were like, Oh, look at all this stuff that's coming out of me on detoxing. And then it turned out that the zeolite that they were taking mm-hmm. was contaminated itself. Yeah. And so what was coming out of them was what they were putting in their exactly. mouth. Exactly, And it was bound to right. it. But so now there is a technology and a validation uh, system uh, to make the zeolite in a, in a, a colloidal suspension at a nano level. And, and mm-hmm. so what does this mean as we stand by, to get ready to launch this on coming Monday. You could safely take in a liquid spray the zeolite, which we know binds heavy metals, including like mercury, uh, from the body. And so for anybody that's dealing with residual mercury, and almost everybody is, you now have a way to do like four sprays three times a day, and it's like the simplest thing ever. So I'm very excited uh, to do this. Our buddy Larry Cook and and other friends of ours connected us to this, and I, we've been investigating it, investigating, and going. All right, I think yeah, no, we're ready to launch this. I'm I'm utilizing it now. I'll give you a sneak preview since you're in the bonus round, hanging out. Starting Monday, we're going to make this available for one week only at a special introductory price, five bucks, free shipping, five bucks, and and we're going to have a one week long special to get everybody plugged in to try it. Put it to the test, and you'll you'll probably likely as many people do will stay on this because of the results you're getting. And say, I've heard amazing yeah, things about yeah. this, and We've I actually am going to be using this with uh, my two grandsons who are on mm-hmm. the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. because I've I've heard some some amazing some amazing stories. things that are happening there. Uh, yep. So simple, safe ways to address this. I'm excited to do that. Pure Body Extra will get you that, but please sign up if you haven't already. You'll get your first email blast probably Sunday night to lead into it, if not Monday. Correct. And, and uh, you'll have an opportunity for one week only to get it at five bucks and free shipping. I, I'm like, you, this is like a no brainer in that sense. And then put it to the test. So we're excited. I'm just giving you a sneak preview. Uh, we don't add things every day. Uh, we'll learn more. Lot. We'll yeah. learn more uh, next week. Yeah. And like I said, the, uh, the, the CEO of the company will be on mm-hmm. with us uh, next week to talk mm-hmm. more details on that. But we'll, we'll have more information for you on Monday on that. Yep. Very good. Very good. Any other questions or comments coming in before we hit? Well, for some of you hitting the weekend, I got work to do this evening, but it's a good, good kind of work where I'll be hosting and emceeing and interacting with folks on uh, this issue uh, about, uh, well, let's just say a lot of things that you don't hear in mainstream media circles when you come to events like Red Pill Expo or like the one I'm hosting tonight, uh, you guys learn a lot more. And, and so if you want more, please sign up. It's uh, Health 50 gets you a discount for those of you who can't be there in person. And you can see it on the stream that they're going to have uh, this very evening. Uh, any other announcements I forgot to make or anything else? I know loads of upcoming events and things, but. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't mm-hmm. think so. 
So, um, yeah, it'll probably be just you and I on Sunday talking news of the day. Okay. Um, and then back on Monday. Did you guys? Our thing. Yeah. Did you guys enjoy Dr. Simone Gold? I thought that was a pretty cool interview. Uh, talking about her. There were a lot of people that watched that too. Yeah. Welcome all the frontline uh, doctor fans, so to speak. Frontline doctors. If you're a new part of the show, you found us. The best kept secret in health (laughs) talk media. You're here. We support you. Yeah. uh, yeah. All right, my friend. Okay. We made it another week. We'll be back on, uh, on Sunday with some new stuff for you. Yeah, because... It's just us guys. We're going to do a mano pause until Sunday show. How about that? <laughs> just get out in the sun and have another hot flash in the garden. That's where it's healthy right. to have it. There you and, go. Uh, again, sincere thanks for you all being there and, and here and sharing the show. Hope to see you at an upcoming event online or in person, so to speak. And uh, God willing, we'll be back uh, with our radio show on gcn available here at robertscottbell.com slash listen as well and then back live monday in studio with more powerful healing with awesome guests including dr dean a good friend back from florida so mm-hmm. thanks for being here thanks marjorie wildcraft thanks to dr ravi kulasekara great show y'all are awesome and we'll see you soon